grown men who care way more than they should. Glenn Clark. Glenn, no way. I'm sorry, Aaron. Did Alicia Fox call you the man beast? AJ Francis. And of course, everyone boos Roman Reigns, even though he puts on the best match of the night. Aaron Oster. Guys, look, there's that one time. You know, oh, jeez. Aaron. You're the worst. You are the worst. This is jobbing out. What's up? 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 Hi. Hey. Hi. Hi. What's going on? How we doing? Everything good? Yeah. Oh, right. This is the part where I start the thing. Sure. Welcome into episode number 27 of Jobbing Out. Anyone? Anyone? Nope. No? No? Brandon? Uh, the number of times that, I don't know, I've yeah, got nothing. You're already overthinking it. Um, this one should have been obvious. Joining us a little bit later on in the program is one Arn Anderson, and that is our 27th, 27th Hall of Famer. Famer. 27th Hall of Famer. Double A joins us a little bit later on in the program. He's coming to StarCast next weekend at Rams Head Live. We'll talk to him about yes. that. Spine on the pine. we got so much to discuss with Double A, Arn Anderson, who joins us a little bit later on. Also, uh, AJ's not here. It's myself, Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton from Rams Head Live, uh, Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun. And- Excuse me. Excuse me. That's not my name. Oh. My name is Slightly Average B. Oh, right. I'm sorry. I completely <laughs> forgot about it. Just good enough B. Just decent <laughs> enough. Um, uh, AJ will check in a little bit later on. And also, uh, we're going to hear from uh, his opponent coming up uh, this Saturday out in Harpers Ferry at Primal Conflict Wrestling. Ken Dixon is going to join us. And uh, Guys, those, I feel uncomfortable. Yeah, those two have I- had real beef. Now, I wanted to do this. This was my call. I wanted to have Ken Dixon on. Ken Dixon's quite the accomplished wrestler wrestler throughout the region. Mm-hmm. He's done a lot of things. Um, so I wanted to have him on. AJ is apparently super pissed off that I invited Ken Dixon onto the program. In fact, he's so upset that that's why he's not on right now. Yeah, it's a bit it's of a, a, It's kind of weird. I feel very weird about it. I don't know. Yeah, he can get over it. I mean, look, I think Ken Dixon's an accomplished wrestler, and I thought, like, hey, we could promote the event that you're going to be a part of this weekend. But apparently, like, it's legit heat between the two of them. So this could be uncomfortable, um, but that's going to happen later on in the show. Ken Dixon and uh, Frank uh, square off before their fight on Saturday night out at Primal Conflict Wrestling in Harper's Ferry. So that's still to come in the program. Uh, but uh, it's technically a pay-per-view week. Technically. Sort of. Technically. As always, it's a fine line between pay-per-view and glorified house show, but they treat it like a pay-per-view, so we make picks like it's a pay-per-view. And so we'll do that. We'll get AJ's whenever he can join us if you know he doesn't want to kill us after we have Ken Dixon on the show. Um, but right now we'll get picks for the three of us coming up on Thursday at 1 o'clock. WWE Crown Jewel from Saudi. <laughs> Saudi. We're going to Saudi. Do you uh, know why they're saying that? I have no idea. 
Yeah, so I, I after Ric Flair did it and we thought that he would screw it up or whatever, I oh. I actually saw a commercial where that this is like the um this is their like tourism thing. It's like Right, well yeah, they're Saudi, they're, they're, welcome to Arabia. They refer to it as Saudi. Yeah. And it says like welcome to Arabia or whatever. Well, so I, this if, is definitely if, if like the remember, talking point name that they're using. Right. If you remember the first time they said Saudi Arabia, like this is supposed to be a tourism thing, and I think they were okay. You know, Saudi Arabia yes. was okay with them not mentioning it for two times. Finally, they just said, "No, we're paying you to promote our country." It's pretty so, clear. Well, I think it goes back to what Glenn said yep. last week. They I think WWE is fine with it because yep. of the NBA and China, they, and they've decided, like, you want to call us out for going to Saudi Arabia? We're going to deflect right back to the NBA and the China thing. And now, what are you going to say? Like they've just yep. they've decided they can be bullish again. That they can just say the the f with all of you. Like we're gonna take the money and that's what we're gonna do. And if you got a problem with that, then you're gonna have to. We're gonna spin it around and we're gonna say if you want to call us out, you better call out the NBA. And I yep. they've just decided that like double middle fingers. That's what we're doing. In fact, not only are we going, we're gonna put the Undertaker on a goddamn. Well, in fairness, uh, that's the greatest parade float, float that's ever existed in <laughs> on the, history the biggest of man. float I've ever seen with the my. biggest. Bro- Blow up Roman Reigns I've ever seen in my life. It is the most and incredible. And we're gonna fucking put it on TV, no doubt, uh, multiple times. That's the way it's gonna go. We are going to double middle finger our way into Saudi Arabia, and we don't give a shit what you guys think about it. Yeah, did we decide that they definitely murdered a journalist? Yep, we just decided that two weeks ago. Don't fucking mm-hmm. care. We're going. We're taking the money. All y'all can go fuck yourselves. That's what's going on right now. It's what it is. All right, uh, so from uh, it's Riyadh season, so you know, we got, got that going for us. Uh, Aaron, do you have the matches? Are you going to lead us through, or do you need me to do it? Uh, I think you need to lead oh, us through cool. this time. Cool. Can't wait. That was what I was hoping for. We'll begin on the Crown Jewel kickoff show where there is a battle royal. A 20- wait, there's a kickoff show? Yes, there's a kickoff yeah. show at noon. There's always a kickoff show for these. Absolutely. Okay. Begins at I know that you guys never watch the show live. I I usually put it on while I'm at work. So I, I've seen they they always have a kickoff show. Usually it, it's it's no different than any of the other ones. It's it's Fair exactly enough. like the other kickoff shows. Um. All right. So that's what's going on. Uh. There's a twenty. Oh wait. There is. There's one difference. The the people are in like the studio somewhere. They're oh, not, I do like, remember that. At actually. the event. I do remember. Yeah. That would be impressive if they flew them out there just for the kickoff right. show. Well, because it's usually a female. Actually, you know what? It's usually like right. Renee you know, or they, Charlie. They, they or did do yeah. that. They did do that once. One time they did, and Renee Young. Oh yeah, was she there. was there on the and last yeah, one. Yeah, she was there last time. Big that was their big thing. Oh so, right. look, Renee's there. Yeah, right. It was a big deal. All right, uh, here we go. 20-man battle royal for the right to face AJ Styles later in the night. Sunil Singh, Mojo Rawley, Eric Rowan, R-Truth, Sin Cara, the Brian Kendrick, Titus O'Neil, Tony Nese, Akira Tozawa, Shelton Benjamin, Apollo Crews, Buddy Murphy, Andrade, Drake Maverick, Eric Young, Luke Harper, Cedric Alexander, Heath Slater, Umberto Carrillo, No Way Jose, and a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, there's one answer to this question. Yeah. There's maybe two. No, there's, there's one. There's maybe two. I there's think there's one. one obvious There's one. one obvious one. It is obviously, no way, Jose, no way, Absolutely. Jose. Uh, no. Oh, look, Umberto's the answer. He's winning the thing. That's the reason. I mean, you like, could make a case for Cedric. Fine. I mean, you can. I'll, I'll, I'll say one other thing. Um, have, is, is there 20 people in the list? Yes. Uh, well, hang on. Let me double check. One, Did two, you count four, them? 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. Yeah, there are 20. Now, in fairness, they could use Umberto Carrillo getting hurt on Monday night to get him out 
of that if they wanted to put someone else in. Because I, I was I was going to pick well I was going to pick Alistair Black, but um, if he's not is in, is he it, allowed? I was going to say, is he allowed in the country? Yeah, I don't know. Well, didn't we go? Yeah, didn't thought, we go through this last yeah, time thought, where the uh, the tattoos were? A big oh, thing? that's right, because he's satanic or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think we dealt with that. All right, so I'm going with Umberto as well. I believe it was Aaron's yeah. pick, but, you know, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I will take Umberto. I, I do believe that uh, Cedric, it, like, if you told me it was Cedric, I could buy it. But, yes, I believe that that's where we're going here. So, with that in mind, later on in the evening, then, all three of us have the same match. AJ Styles versus Umberto Carrillo for the United States Championship. Aaron. Uh, I will go with AJ Styles because, you know, as I've said before, I don't believe anything of note really ever happens on these shows, and well, AJ okay. Styles losing the title would be of note. Uh, maybe if, if you're saying specifically because it's AJ Styles. This actually does seem like the type of thing they could do. And to, Oh, yes, yes. To, no, because it's AJ Styles. Right. If it was a lesser person with the belt without a right. high profile, yes. This actually, would, to me, would be their way of, like, you know, passing off to the, the Saudis, hey, look, we did do something of significance at this event. We had AJ. You know, we had a, a title change, but yeah, AJ Styles is pretty significant, so I'd, I'd be surprised. Anyway, go ahead, Brandon. AJ Styles. Yes, AJ Styles is the answer. Um, this is going to be a lot of this. Going to be a lot. Although of this. it could be like a DQ thing, though. That's the the other thing. That is <laughs> you know? That is a fair. It could point. be a thing to get Kevin Owens to come out or something. Right, or um, or just the club attacks. Ooh, I was thinking the same thing, Aaron. I have no what? idea what you said, but I was Kevin thinking. Kevin in the past, correct? What I said, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens has refused to come to uh, Saudi Arabia in the past. I oh. thought he was there. Oh, I don't remember. I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. If Kevin Owens has been to Saudi Arabia or not. I don't. I don't. The only one I remember significantly was Daniel Bryan. Uh, Saudi. Arabia. Oh yeah, he didn't go to Super Showdown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't go. Okay. All right. So. He he was with Daniel Bryan. But it could also be that they just have they like this just further devolves um, to set up something in Survivor Series. Where you have um, yeah. the club get involved, and then you have the street profits run out again. I mean, you could do the exact same thing that you just did on Monday night, because again, right. it's a glorified house show, as we keep saying. Um, and in that case, you'd be right; we'd be get screwed because we picked AJ Styles, and technically, they would, you know, say that the the match was won by Carrillo. Although, in fairness, it'd be really stupid for any of us to pick Carrillo since it's a one in twenty chance he's even in the match. Um, <laughs> n- next one. Cesaro versus Mansoor. Brandon. Well, we know who's winning this. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Mansoor is clearly winning. Mansoor. They, they literally had him win a battle royal with like world former world champions in it um, the last show. So there's no way they're letting Cesaro beat this guy. He won the biggest battle royal in the history of battle royals. The greatest, the battle royalist uh, event. Yes, of course. And he I, hasn't done anything since, but except for beat Cesaro on Thursday. Yep. <laughs> Mansoor is the pick. Uh, Aaron? Yeah. Ma- Mansoor is absolutely the pick. Though I, I realized how much on... Uh, Friday night that I really want a Sami Zayn Nakamura Cesaro like group well, who, and yeah, yeah throw who, Daniel Bryan in there as well right, who, I'm sure throw Daniel that. Bryan in there as well are you kidding that's who, what makes it so great who thinks that's a bad idea yeah. nobody yeah nobody all right uh next up the uh the tag team turmoil match for the tag team <laughs> world cup to determine the best tag team in the world! 
got allergies kicking in right now. Everybody in the office is losing their mind. Uh, the New Day versus the Viking Raiders versus Heavy Machinery versus Lucha House Party versus Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder versus The Revival versus The O.C. versus Ziggler and Rude versus The B, the B Team. Oh, I think this is me. Piss. This is pretty obvious, too. You think? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think this could almost be anyone. Legitimately. No. Um, like, I, oh, boy. If if um if the Street Profits were in this match, I would have picked the Street Profits. Then it Profits. would be less obvious. Right. Yes. Um, yes. I think the pick is just the New Day because it's the pick. Yes. I think yeah. that's the case. But if they wanted to try to make something out of this, which is a perilous thought, <laughs> but if they wanted to try to make something out of this, I think there's a lot they could do. I think that having, like... For example, heavy machinery win this would make a lot of sense because it's something that doesn't really matter and yet could make it look like they did something. I think that if they wanted to have, say, the Viking Raiders win because they're the Viking Raiders, that would make sense too. But no, ultimately, it's the New Day. It doesn't matter all that much. It's the safest pick. That's the pick. I'm going with Shane McMahon and Pete Gass because he is the best in the world. And, <laughs> that uh, is a good very point. Clearly, that that's is what's a going to happen here. That is a good point. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's something that it doesn't matter. It allows you to keep, you know, now that the New Day doesn't have the belts on them, it gives them another th- reason to shine. It gives them a reason, you know, the crowd to pop in Saudi Arabia. Uh, it's the New Day. If it was up to me, I would probably give it to the Revival because I think they could do the most with that title. But I don't think they're planning on doing anything with that title. So I'm going with the New Day. Go ahead. New day rocks. New All right. day rocks. Um, I've got a bad feeling that we're just literally going to pick every match the exact same way. No, I, th- I think there's some interesting. Uh, you say so. All right. Uh, Team Hogan, Roman Reigns, Rusev, Ricochet, Shorty G, and Ali <laughs> against Team Flair, Randy Orton, Baron Corbin. Oh, King. Sorry. King Corbin. Bobby Lashley, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Drew McIntyre. Aaron, go ahead. Um, it's a house show. The faces win. Team Hogan wins. They want to play Hogan's music there. So, yeah. Brandon? Well, let me tell you something, brother. I mean, I, I can't believe The pick is Team Hogan. Of course the pick is Team Hogan. Of course it is. <laughs> Obviously, it's Team Hope. Uh, that brings us to, I okay, um, our top three, the tri-main event, if you will. Uh, we begin with Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury in what is allegedly just a singles wrestling match. Brandon. Of course, I have to do this. Uh, uh, Tyson Fury. Really? I guess. Really? Okay. To bring him in to lose? I mean, this is well, this is weird to me. I don't know what to think about it. Well, one of them is a professional wrestler, and one of them is a boxer who will never be participating in professional wrestling again. Um, now, if your argument is it was the same thing between Floyd May- Mayweather and uh, The Big Show, mm-hmm. you're right. That is the case. Um, I I just don't. I, I'm gonna. I, this is stupid of me. I'm going to say Braun Strowman because I just can't fathom what you have to gain. Otherwise, I can't fathom what the reason is 
that dude's getting his money no matter what happens in this thing. The notion that it hurts him if if they're calling it a rest if they had called it like a boxing match, like if they had said it was a striking thing, then like sure I could see where Tyson Fury would be like, yeah, it's not a great look for me if I just get knocked out, right? But like, I, do you think they're gonna let him pick up Tyson Fury and slam him? Uh, yeah, because they can be protected. They absolutely can. Be yeah, protected. he is. He was at the. Perf- Performance center. You don't go to the performance center if you're not yeah. planning on doing. Well, they also did all. it just to shoot that angle. <laughs> well, yes, to shoot that, but but he had legitimately gone there as well. Um, look, I'm picking Braun Strowman, and I will be. I of course, this will be the place where I was stupid, and I should have known they would just do the dumb thing. But I'm picking Braun Strowman. Yeah, you're, it you're, should you're, be you're Braun Strowman. You're, but you're, gonna... you're stupid. Yeah. This is absolutely Tyson Fury isn't coming in here just to lose. Like, no. that's, granted, it's also for the payday, but they don't care. They don't. They clearly don't care about whether Braun wins or loses. They view him as the guy who can take the losses, even though they shouldn't view him that way. We know where this is going. Tyson Fury is very clearly winning this match. All right, all right. That's what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. You're probably right that I'm stupid, and that'll be the one point that we're different on this entire the entire thing. Uh, all right, uh, now the two title matches will begin with the Raw Championship match between Seth Rollins and SmackDown superstar The Fiend Bray Wyatt for the WWE Universal Championship match. It's a Falls Count Anywhere match that cannot be stopped for any reason whatsoever. Can, can we talk about that? What does that mean, it can't be stopped? It means they can't just throw out the match like they did the last time. Oh. Because they saw the backlash from when they did okay, that, so and, they want to make sure I, I want, they want to make yeah. sure you watch it and you don't think that's going to happen again. I mean, I, essentially, yes. they're specifically saying that. Now, if what you're saying is what's what are they trying to figure out? They, how can they get around that? Like, right. I was was say, there, there are many cases where, first of all, if you say the match can't be stopped, that means it can't be stopped for pinfall. Or I, I assume they're meaning that it, like you know, normal rules apply. You're taking it literally. They're just trying to tell you that someone's going to win. That's all they're trying to tell you. I more find it really funny that they worded it in that way. Someone else said that too, and you're just being an asshole at that point. I I, I absolutely believe that. Absolutely. They absolutely. They could absolutely, as has been pointed out before, they could absolutely have a double pin. Like that, that's not, they could still figure out some sort of janky way. That was my thing, was they said they were going to double pin each other. Am I going first on this one? I think it's me, actually, on this one. Okay. Uh, I don't effing know. Like, they- <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> when you say everything's so obvious, this is the match. Like, like the answer well, is the- Seth Rollins, obviously, but like, right. the other guy's on SmackDown. <laughs> so, I mean, the answer is Seth Rollins, but like, it just doesn't feel like this doesn't feel right. Like, why did you only do this again because of the like backlash to the last one? Is that the reason why you did it again? Or did you only do it again because you I, – I don't – Lord, I don't know. I'm just going to say Seth Rollins, and I'm ready to be done with it. For This makes no sense. Seth Rollins. Like, are, you're doing this again just to have Bray lose? Like, uh, there's no – I hear win- you. Not that I believe – I don't believe Bray is winning, but I'm, I'm trying to figure out which is worse. You have it to do it just to have Bray lose, presumably fairly cleanly, or to do another no contest. Because – I'm leaning the no contest route via... The match cannot be stopped for any reason. Via double 10 count. Like, 10 count is a thing. It is a legitimate finish to a match. Like, that's my... But you my can't do that in a false count anywhere match, can you? Yes, you can. You can You can do it in a singles match. But there I've never seen those... Count. I've never yes, seen them... 
You, you, no, 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 I mean, they could decide well, that's a rule, but I've never say, seen in, in that in a Falls match, County. You've seen them, you know, double clothesline each other in a regular. But count. this is a Falls County anywhere, which means there's no rules. So, well, no, no, like, no. It means there's Falls County anywhere. There's still you can still pin, you can still submit. I can't. I'm saying there's no rules. There's no disqualification. By the way, count out, so why would you the count them down? Of the it's not last because because you, it's a finish. A, a a knockout is a finish in a wrestling. But, I, match. but have you ever seen that in a Falls County? I mean, look at the one that was on Raw. They, they were like dying through stuff, and nobody was even doing anything. They just laid. Have you there. ever seen a Hell in a Cell match end in a no contest for no reason? But they threw it at that, that. That actually legitimately makes sense, although it sucks. But a ten count is a sense. legitimate finish in a match. But it's they a don't legitimate do that. finish. They, they, they don't do that in Falls County. Until they do. They don't until do they it do. until they do. Right. But it would be it would be as bad saying, as what they did. They, they, no, it won't, because there's a legit. First of all, they should be. If they're not doing a ten count, they should be, because that's a legitimate finish in any match. A ten count is always a legitimate finish. Can we? Can we just pause? The, abs- yeah. the fucking absurdity of the five <laughs> minutes that just occurred here. Like, I just want us to reflect and breathe in the absurdity of this conversation. That, in fairness, it's not your doing, it's their doing. It's yes. their doing by what happened the last time and the need to do it again and to insert all these various fucking things. Well, the match can't end, but it's going to have to end, but it can't end, but it definitely will end. Like, this is fucking insane. Well, it goes back to, like, I'm not going to say everyone yelled at me, but AJ specifically yelled at me because I said this was much too soon to put this character into a title match when you're not ready to give him the belt. Of course. And, and, and... uh, look at what's happening. Like the b- because they did this, they have no idea what to do because you can't. He can't lose. B- no matter what you say, yes, we all know he's Bray Wyatt. Yes, he's been there forever. This is a brand new thing that has to be treated like a brand new thing. And because it's a brand new thing, you can't just beat him. Like and and that's the problem. They they know they can't, and that's why they're doing it this way. Every house show results a DQ on a fucking house show. This is television. <laughs> like, like they're not even giving you a definitive win on a house show with this match. Every house show match and dark match that I'm looking the results is Bray Wyatt ends up like giving the mandible claw to the referee or something, and he gets DQ'd. So, Jesus Christ, I have no idea what's going to happen in this like match. That, and I would, I would say the no, co- like the the double pin or however they get to that is a legitimate fish, but like. That's so fucking dangerous based on what you just did. Like, yes. Well, that, the, the, they do have... The, 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 here's the one thing they have. No one's going to boo this there. Because they, they... We didn't think anybody would boo Roman Reigns either. In Saudi Arabia? Against, remember, we were like, oh, well, that's why they have that Roman Brock re- rematch in Saudi Arabia is because Roman yeah, won't true, get right? booed there. They could have yeah, but it's Brock Lesnar. I mean, like, Brock Lesnar has fans. It's not like he faced Baron Corbin I, I, and got I, I agree. I agree with you about the overall about the initial reaction. I'm more worried about what happens after. We're already seeing, like, during this segment where Seth pinned him with the forklift, people were booing. People are not happy with Seth right now. I want to I want to remind everybody. I didn't are, think it was as are, pronounced, though, We are this 10 time. minutes into I, this I conversation, and you guys haven't made a pick yet. 
I just want to like I just want to put that right. out there. I'm not mad at I you. I know. Well, I I understand. It's because we kind of have to dive into this because it's, of how insane it's this absurd. is. But that's why. Like, I, but that's why. Honest to God, that's why I did what I did. Where it's like I I can't spend any more time thinking about this. This is such a colossal cluster that I can't. Well, spend there any there, more there time. is kind of a tell. There's kind of a tell that they gave us, which is why we should pick all pick Seth Rollins. That the the fact that he's just going to bury him in something and well, there's that that they kind of gave away what he's going to do because obviously, if you have to, if you have to, no disrespect to Eric Rowan, but if you have to bury him in a forklift to beat Eric Rowan, you're going to have to like pick up the castle of the king of Saudi Arabia and put it on the theme, you know. (laughs) That would you know be a great move. Actually, I would be willing know, to do it. I, I had a thought that I'm a really, you know, they keep saying that the match cannot be stopped for any reason. I have a suspicion of what if they go the route of the, you know, the mysticism yeah. of the character that he's gonna fucking drop some crazy shit on him and he's gonna disappear. And then, and then it, that's just gonna be the end because that, he's that's gone. The end of the ma- and then they're gonna act like he's dead or something. But the other, aside from that, what I really think is that somehow Seth's just going to put a bunch of shit on him and win. Yeah, um, that's, that's the reason kind of... I think that is because now Bray Wyatt is the guest on Miz TV on Friday. And it's oh like, yeah, good point. It's like um, you're kind of showing your cards that you're setting up something else. If it's just, I don't know, it's kind of weird for them to say that. Like it's, everything about this is weird and makes no sense. And and I've talked myself into Seth here via the. By the way, which would have been, it wouldn't have been satisfying, but I think people would have been way more accepting of that in Hell in a Cell if he had just buried Bray and pinned him that way. But so I mean, I if they're going the way of like the the, they're gonna kill the fiend for a little it, while, and oh then God, on, they, could you imagine how angry would people be if they killed off the fiend? No, not killed off, killed off. I'm saying if Friday is like the next step in the character, which is what I've always wanted, which is both guys being a thing. Sure. Like if that's what they're gonna do, like like I said, you you, we want to finish to the match, but it's almost better for him to just disappear or get murdered under something or whatever. Yeah, and and then there really isn't a finish, and then Friday you have Bray Wyatt saying the fiend is dead and all this, and then it creates this next step for well, that character I, and the I, I'm worried, hang on, I'm hang on, I got a one-liner and you guys are stepping all over this goes, it. You guys, all this, not, you guys, worry about stepping Seth. over it goes my back one-liner. To what we said at the beginning of this whole thing, which is that they would have no idea at a certain point how to handle a complex character like this. And like, <laughs> I feel like it happened way quicker than really? we thought. We, I think we all thought he was going to murder like, you know... Several level, people, not one. I'm yeah, really like, like maybe he would have gotten a, a nice feud win over AJ chance. Styles. Or you guys, let me just say this AJ Styles wasn't let me a say champion or anything. He was just kind of hanging around. So, like, I think we thought he was going to get some God really big quality wins on main eventers that are kind of not a focus and then get the, into the title picture, and they threw him right in. God damn it. I've been waiting for fucking ten minutes to say if anybody does murder well, it's Saudi Arabia. Now go back to your bullshit. God. They could say the prince did it. God damn it. I've been sitting here waiting to get one to fucking consulate. line in, and I can't get it in. God. All right, go back to you, whatever right. you're doing. I don't know. Um, Whose pick is it? I don't know. Nobody. Did anybody Wait, ever we all pick Seth. Right, we all pick Seth. Yeah. Nobody picked Seth. Uh, finally. God. For the uh, WWE Championship, Brock Lesnar and Kane Velasquez. Uh, Aaron, you go first. 
Oh, God, I don't know what I'm... <sighs> this is another one where, like, Brock is walking away with the title. I just don't know in what form. Like, this could very easily be a DQ finish. 100% could be a DQ finish. And in fact, I think it might be the correct decision to make it a DQ finish if Cain Velasquez is actually going to be a semi-regular wrestler, which it does seem is the plan right now. I, I don't know what you get out of it. Again, assuming Kane is going to be there regularly, just having him come in and lose to Brock. Boy, well, I just talked myself into it. I'm picking fucking Kane Velasquez. Right, I like by DQ. By DQ, I understand. But I just saying. talked myself into it. Right, Brandon. Uh, Brock Lesnar. So this is the tricky part, right? Because you're absolutely right, Aaron. We all know that this is not ending with Kane Velasquez beating Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship. Everybody knows that. But if there is a thought that you're going to do it again, if there's any thought at all that he might beat him, you might be inclined to try to pull that off at Survivor Series or somewhere else down the road. Um, there is a weird juxtaposition here, right? Where we still don't really know about Cain Velasquez's contract situation. Like, there and they're selling his ankle injury too, right. by the way. And and there have been reports that like, yeah, he's got a deal, but like, there's just a lot of there's a lot of fluff here. So, is there a world in which Brock could just beat him, but as Brandon points out, it could be out the injury. They could still build it. Back or he, up. he he beats up Ray. Kane gets distracted and do, does it that way. That would be the other yeah, option. Something there, something along those lines. Like, there's plenty of ways you could go about doing it. And yeah, you, know, you could do a referee stoppage. You could do that. <laughs> that would be an option. You could do murder. Like that would also be an. You could actually have a murder. Is the way it could go. Um, I'm gonna go with Brock Lesnar too because it just ultimately feels like that's a bad way to lose a point. It feels like it's a bad way to lose a point to pick anything other than Brock yep. Lesnar winning. So. I'll go with Brock Lesnar as well. All right, uh, Aaron, what do you want to say? I, I, we, I'm going to say... Can we talk a little bit about NXT before uh, I go yes, off? Yes, you, you can. Because I'm glad you want to do that. We're going to save the Jordan-Miles conversation for when AJ's here just because... Yeah, you know, agreed. That's, that's a smarter thing for us to do. Um, <laughs> so we're going to... What we're do you gonna, mean? We're all capable of speaking nope, about this Nope, we're going to save that for AJ and have that conversation with him. So I wanted you to talk about something that wasn't Jordan-Miles. So very good. Yes. Um... I, I, I loved the finish. Of course. I, I loved course. everything about it. Um, yeah, I mean, that's how... I, I was worried that they were just going to use Finn as kind of like, you know, like like a, a guy to just to be there for the star power and just kind of treat him as almost like Finn Balor, not necessarily the legend, but kind of in that sort of role. So to actually use him, evolve his character, being involved, like if he is there for real, which now it seems he's there for real... This is exactly what you should do. Let's figure out what we can do with Finn Balor. They weren't doing it on the main roster. Let's treat him as a real guy here, and it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, Listen, there was never there was never any doubt in my mind that he was there for real. And here's why: because they need to take this brand outside of that full sale arena, and you can't do that with who they have. It's not going to work. Well, you can. Like you're going to be you in three thousand cap venues max. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So they need. More, I think more are coming too. By the way, because if they're not, they're not going to fill those buildings. Because we've gone to the shows, and you you can see like how many people. Like, the product is fucking great, but 
it's it's not their ticket sales wise. You know right, what I mean? They, like we fairness, go to the shows, right, but in fairness, they, they never blew out those arenas. They weren't and on they're TV. They're playing like three thousand person places. I, I understand, you know? but in fairness, they weren't on TV at the time. Like that that is a significant difference. That like they can get people that watch on TV now, and I get it. It's not an overwhelming number, and I'm not suggesting they're ready to sell out the fucking you know Capital One Arena. Right, um, and it's not that significantly different than their numbers before. From what I understand, I mean it's it's right. it's a lot more, but it's not that many more. Well, it's not it's, you know? it's, it's not yeah. millions it's, more, but it's definitely significantly more. I mean, like there's a. It, it's probably I I think if if I remember correctly, based on what they were doing before, it seems like about a fifty percent increase or so, somewhere between like. Right. And, and there's also the right. flip so of that's, the, that's the, not a sellout the Royal Farms Arena. Well, but they also right. you do keep in mind there's the potential audience difference too, which is like even like the. The, the only people that could have watched NXT are the people that had the WWE Network. That's the cap. That's the only amount of people you can get to watch. If somebody tunes into NXT this week and doesn't tune in next week, they still saw it, right? So, like, the, the lot, there's a wider net that you're getting from. And I'm still, I'm, your point is correct. They're not yes. selling out major arenas, but there is the first difference is the shows on TV. That's the first start. They do still probably need to be, and I don't think their goal ultimately is to sell out the Capital One Arena. But I think that they would like to live in the buildings that AEW is living in right now, which is the mid-size buildings, the you know right. nine to ten thousand. people Yes, they buildings. did do Capital One, but that was a one-off. That was their first right. show, right? They're yes. not going. Yeah, to most of their most of their other most of their other shows are in the middle size. Right. Yes, right, yes. right. They're not. They're not. But, but those are bigger guys. buildings than what NXT has been running. Correct. But but what I meant when I said real, I meant like I thought he was going to be kind of you know to to phrase in a weird way like a trophy wife like yes he's there to sell tickets yes he's there to get your eyes on it but he wasn't going to be a like he was almost going to be almost what john cena's become like you bring him in for feuds and stuff but you know he's never really going to be a like a, a going for the title for instance as far as like a real you know living in his own bubble and, and now he's a real part of every you know an integral part in the storyline and that makes well, me I, you know it is interesting to me like because it seemed like it was very logical what they were building to um, with sort of, you know, the Undisputed Era against the faces at, at yeah. War Games. So this does really throw a wrench in that. Like, especially if Velveteen <laughs> Dream is, is, is hurt for a while. Like, what is the flip side to this? Because at the moment, you've got Gargano and Ciampa, and you've got Undisputed Era, and then another, like, huge heel on top of it. Like, and my, he's kind of... My, and like, they kind of did the thing where, like, Undisputed Era were trying to get him to do the yeah. hand sign, and he didn't do it. Right. So, who my knows? Thing, yeah, my thought process is, is we're, you know, assuming we're headed, this is all heading towards war games, there's not some other swerve in between, that we're going to get Gargano and Balor separately, and yes. then we have Undisputed Era versus Ciampa. You, we already saw Keith Lee said he's going after it. Maybe Dijakovic, because he also said that he wanted some. And then Dream. Like, you could have Undisputed Era versus... Champa, Lee, Dijakovic, and Dream. Which is and fine. Riddle could be and in there if Dream. Or Rid Riddle and Zev Dijakovic. Right, whoever like, you want. Nobody's, you know? nobody's going to complain about it, but it's a little bit less like logical, right? Like it's a little bit more of let's just throw four guys in to throw four guys in, right? Like it's they're all four guys that are you know great, and so they're going to put on a great match. And they, they've they've had problems with Undisputed Era. Um, to some extent, to some. I mean, I mean, they they all have had problems with Undisputed Era, like. Yeah, they beat them up on this last episode. Yeah, I, I yeah. hear you. I get it. But, like... <laughs> if you want to take out Dijakovic, because he was he's a, he's the one that would be a little bit the only reason I included was because he actually sent a tweet out when right. he said, uh, you know, 
So if you want to replace him with Riddle or someone like that, I understand. Okay. But it's more like a random group of four guys, right? Like, it's well, still... so would Balor. Yeah, it, it always no, was. The only two that yeah, were well, together. Gargano were and Champa is a pretty Chomba significant. Yeah, but that's under right. that's overwhelming. It's overwhelming to have the two of them together, right? Like you start with those two, and at that point, it's way easier to side with. Hey, we're clearly we're Gargano and Champa. There's a reason for you to side with us. And Finn Balor, as a face, was a very logical person to say, I'm siding with those two guys. I've been around those two guys for fucking forever, right? Like, we've literally never seen an interaction at all between Keith Lee and uh, Johnny Gargano. Like, it hasn't so that's the, but this that's is, the this story is you tell. Game, I was going to say, this is the classic war game story, is four yeah. horsemen running wild Correct. who have these four faces come together. And then, and then the heels win because I, they're more a cohesive team. That, and I, again, I mean, that's sort of what they did in the first one, you know? That's the correct. First that's NXT very, one. It's much similar, more similar to what they did the first one. And that's fine, and I'm not saying that it's not going to work. As I said it from the get-go, they're all great, and it's all going to work. It's just more random than it would have been otherwise. That's literally my only point, which... Is it more random than Roderick Strong with, <laughs> with uh, Authors of Pain? I mean, that was pretty fucking random, too. There's no doubt. That was pretty fucking <laughs> random. it was awesome. Well. I still miss the best. Yeah, uh, I mean it was really good. It was really good. Um, look, I, I think I'm, there's any way there's this is a this is a three. I mean, I, I agree. I think I, it's more likely the Gargano and um, Finn Balor separately, or at least that's what I really want to see. Although it, you know, might be better to slow burn that to the next one. Um, is there any way we get like a three way? Team again, Imperium? like Finn Balor has someone else with him. Oh, Imperium would make no. all the sense in the world. Yeah, shit, I didn't even think about that. Or there's also Imperium, right? Yeah, I, was, I, was, I, I think Balor is going to be the lone wolf heel. Like, we have the group heel, now we have a lone wolf heel to, to kind of go do his own thing. And we will see Undisputed Era try to... Well, he could know, also be the catalyst. Him. He could be the catalyst for the face turn for Adam Cole, too. That's what I mean. That would I be the other option. Fucking like, love that. I mean, that would be yeah. amazing. Because I think I think. Listen, we all love Roderick Strong. I don't think Roderick Strong as as the face of a, a faction goes over as well as an Adam Cole. You know, what I, it's it's not an yes, adequate no, replacement it, as far as well, wait, star I mean, power. I mean, like, of course I, he's capable I, right, in the a, ring. Of course he's amazing. You know, it depends on what you're um, trying to accomplish with it, right? If your point is that you want it to be that you want that faction to be a top thing on your television show and to take it out to arenas, sure. There's no comparison. I agree with. And that. by the Battle way, they've already Club done is, this. Is in, better than the stronghold, right? And in, and in real life, they've already done this with AJ Styles and Finn Balor, right? right. With the Bullet Club, so they can right. just copy that. In a way, <laughs> no, in a way, in a way, they could. Uh, Aaron, I know you got to go. Do you have any other thoughts that you want to get in from the week? Um, you know, I, I I am happy that they're you know they seem to have a path for the Kabuki Warriors. I, I'm a little, I'm, I'm glad they're going to NXT. I'm glad they have something. I'm glad they're you know saying, all right, these guys are heels. Let's have them beat up Paige now. I thought that was actually a really good move. I like the yeah. way they use Paige here. Um, just fix their theme. <laughs> fix their theme. That's all I really want. Yeah, just do what you do with the club. You gave them an awesome theme. It, right. it, fit, it fits what they're doing now. Get, do the same thing for for these. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, I'm really ha- there, There's a lot of stuff I could complain about, but between NXT and the Kabuki Warriors, I want to focus on what I'm happy about. And those uh, two things I'm really happy well, about. Well, plus they had an amazing uh, final segment on Raw. I don't know what you're talking about. So, you know. There's, there's <laughs> a lot of, I'm a lot also of a little, I'm, I'm just a tad concerned that we, you know, we get this random tag team match with Natalia and um, Charlotte, and that's clearly what they're building up to. to God no, titles. Please, I, no. I, I really feel like that's what they're doing. God no. 
Um, why else would they have that match? I mean, it was so random. Like they kind of like played up like how they're working well together and their legacy and blah 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 blah. And it was because they wanted to get the iconics on the show. Damn it! That's why it was all about the iconics. I would love iconics. to believe that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, yeah. But I it, think you it, might be it right. Doesn't feel like that's where they're going though. Yep, it like, definitely. Quiet, you. I, I was going out on the good note. Why did you have to do this? All right, all right, Aaron, get your plugs <laughs> in. Uh, listen to the Daily Line or watch it if you are in D.C., Philly, Chicago, or Bay Area. The Daily Line, 3 to 7 every day Eastern time. And, uh, yeah. At the Aoster, maybe you mentioned? At the Aoster as well. BaltimoreSun.com. You know, whatever. I'll just do your plug all, for you. All that, good, all that good stuff. All right. It's uh, all good. Get the fuck out of here. We'll see you next week. <laughs> all right. Later. There's Aaron Bye. Bye. Uh, I tell you what, when we come back in, we're going to chat with Arn Anderson, double A. He's going to join us next. He's coming to StarCast. He's coming to Rams Head Live next weekend. Yeah, he is. I'm excited about that. Uh, I'm Glenn. He's Brandon, and it's just us right now. Uh, this is Jobbing Out. Baltimore's favorite bar is just 771 feet from home plate. Sliders Bar and Grill, just steps from Camden Yards, is the perfect sports bar for Ravens and Cap season. With all of the games on dozens of TVs, daily specials include Mexican Monday, Wingding Wednesday, Bloody Brunch Sunday, and more, with different drink specials every day of the week. Join Sliders for the Ravens game on November 10th and be there for the annual Sliders Chili Cook-Off. Think your chili is the best? You can register for $10 and enter to win the title. Sliders, for all of your sports and a chance to sample Baltimore's best chili recipes, go to slidersbaltimore.com. Back in here for segment number two of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton. Brandon, we talked about it last week with Conrad. Uh, what a weekend it's going to be out at your venue, Rams Head Live, next weekend. Holy crap. It's going to be an amazing couple of days. We're going to be there basically every moment of every day for StarCast. And uh, I can't believe that we're introducing our next guest because he's going to be here back in Baltimore, a man who I have no doubt has plenty of stories he can't tell us about his time in Baltimore. He is the Hall of Famer, Double A, Spine on the Pine, Arn Anderson joins us now here on Jobbing Out. Arn, it is such an honor to chat with you this week. Thank you so much for taking a couple of minutes for us. No, guys, the pleasure's all mine. Thanks for having me. Oh, my God. All right, okay, so is there has there ever been a story? This is the first thing that you, when I found out we were talking to you, I said, Arn Anderson has so many stories, but I want to know if there's ever been a story that someone told about you that as they were telling it, you were like, I don't remember that at all, and you finally, like, it finally clicked to you, Oh my God, that really did happen, and I've just completely forgotten about it. Well, there's a million of those, to be <laughs> honest with you. Uh, really, they are. And I tell you, I watch matches too on, like, you know, I'll go to YouTube and stuff, and I'll see matches. And uh, there's, a, there's a story floating around right now that uh, off of Stevie Ray's podcast about uh, a big blow up that supposedly happened with the shark. You, have you heard about that? I haven't heard about that one yet. Well, uh, no. Just, yeah, just something that, that we did a promo, and it was when he was with Piper for a minute, him and another guy, and I don't even remember who the other guy was, and there was a promo done uh, about the NWO, and I made some reference to the backup that he had wasn't was it sufficient that those guys aren't ready to be in that role and they needed us? And I guess the guy took it serious. So, this is, this is John Tenta, just, correct? The shark? I, 
Yeah, I guess I was, you know, John Tento is a, a killer. He's an assassin. So yeah, I guess I was seconds, seconds from death and didn't even know it. <laughs> That's kind of one that's, that jumps off the page. Oh, my God. That is so cool, man. That is so cool. I, like, Arn, you, this is unbelievable because you, part of the what, the, what you're going to be doing at StarCast next weekend is uh, on Saturday morning, you guys are going to be at Rams Head Live for the Great American uh, in Baltimore show to talk about the legacy of the Great American Bash uh, right here in Baltimore, which was so integral in the days of WCW and what you guys were doing. But it, it's so much bigger. Like, that's a huge part of the wrestling history in Baltimore. But like Baltimore and professional wrestling, it, it's so symbiotic, right? The relationship between this sport and this city. It, it, can you pinpoint one moment at all that meant the most to you in your life in this city? Well, I, I tell you what it what it meant to me at the time, and I, and I tried to look at things in the overall perspective. Um, as Jim Crockett started to advance west and started to advance north, uh, Baltimore was one of our hot spots, so we were able to compete on a one to one level with the WWF. And uh, on a regular basis, there was many times that we were either there and they were in the same town or they were down the road at Landover or just or D.C., something very, very close. And we were going head, heads up and both both shows were sold out, you know, when when business was really red hot. And I just the people of Baltimore really embraced us. The Crockett Cup was a big deal. Yep. In uh, Baltimore, it really was. It was something that was talked about way in advance. And then post-Crockett Cup, it was talked about. So uh, Baltimore has been very, very good to us and uh, to the wrestling industry pretty much in general. And uh, we are so appreciative of, of the fans and how great they are in that area. I mean, it, it, obviously, the relationship between professional wrestling and the city of Baltimore has gone on for some time, and, and it's such a great place. And that's why it's so cool uh, that, like, in a way, I know this isn't AEW's first pay-per-view, but it's their first since launching the show, and it's their sort of first, like, regular, and it just sort of feels perfect. This is the place to do it with StarCast being here. Go to StarCast.com right now in order to get your tickets, S-T-A-R-R, StarCast.com, uh, in order to get your tickets to be a part of it. Um, Arn, go ahead, Brandon. Hey, Arn. So uh, Conrad kind of started this whole Starcast thing, and it, sounded, it it centered around you know the podcast that he started doing that kind of hit us in the nostalgic uh, area of our hearts of of the stuff we grew up with and all the stories behind the stuff. How crazy is it now that you get to tell these stories on your own podcast? And these are things b- before this, you probably just sit around at a you know, hanging out at a bar or something, telling these stories, and now everyone across the country can hear these stories and and be entertained by what happened in this crazy business behind the scenes. Well, you know, it's actually just the opposite. Um, and let me let me say this the right way. Um, I've never been much of one to really tell stories in an open forum in an open setting and go back and relive stuff uh, I hadn't done a podcast at all ever until I did my first one um, so I hadn't been on one I hadn't been a guest on one I hadn't done one um, and uh, I've actually been kind of a private person and pretty vocal 
about the business. Uh, there's always been that issue of kayfabe, and I was the guy that was the holdout, and and uh, you know somehow tried to make everyone believe that everything was on the up and up, which was not the case. I just never did beat anybody over the head with the fact that okay, it's a show. Hmm. Um, and uh, you know, as Conrad, I think we all owe him a debt of uh, of huge, huge proportions. Uh, and the fact that he has, he has created this star cast situation, but it's not just superstars of the past or the present that he brings back. It's it's niche guys that that you know, like staying in the in the red, white, and blue, and and, and stuff like that that he's going to be wearing at, at this star cast and. And a lot of the guys, uh, Johnny B. Bad, guys that you haven't seen, that you went, hey, I remember that guy. If if you're uh, from that generation, and and I think he's done it solely for the fans. God knows he don't need the money, uh, but the guy's doing really well, and he's created an avenue for for the fans to see some of the older talent and some of the newer talent that you don't know yet. They're going to be superstars. And, and his heart's in the right place. He wants to do it for the fans because he's a fan. So I think we owe him a gratitude of, uh, of uh, gratitude. And, uh, you know, I'm just glad for one uh, that he came along. And as soon as uh, I separated from WWE, uh, Conrad came to my house and he said, how would you feel about uh, – doing a podcast and uh i hadn't thought about it but uh i started to think about it for about two minutes and said sure and uh i trusted him he's a good honest guy that he would do the right thing and uh he did and it seems like everyone's enjoying it so far and uh i know i am well and you've got some stories to tell that's the important part you've got a lot of stories to tell aren't anderson I think uh, so. Yeah. On being a part of AW now, right? And I and I referenced like how how cool it was for all of us. We all nerded out when we got to see an Arn Anderson spine on the pine a couple months ago. It was just the coolest thing for us. But for you, you referenced, you know, the way things ended for you at WWE to get this opportunity now to have a moment like that, to be involved with Cody and obviously what his family has meant to you and to the entire business over the years. Can you put into words what this has been like for you to be a part of this thing in its infancy? It's it's a little difficult, to be honest with you, to, to do it justice. Um, hey, I'm 61 years old. It's, I've been retired since 1997. Um, to be able to come out on a brand new product that I personally am very high on simply because of the attitude of the owner and the manager uh, management of that company, everyone has the same vision and it's, it's something new, it's something fresh, it's something different, but it's for the fans and, and give the fans what they want. Don't just say, here's the product, eat it and like it. It's what do you guys want to see, which I think is a fresh approach. And that's going to be the ticket to their success long term is to continue to give them what they want to see. Now, having me come out in that match, number one, I thought pretty much was a shock. I don't think anyone expected it. Tully and I had done a signing together earlier during the day. So 
was a pretty good smoke screen. And uh, <laughs> when I showed up, I think what went through a lot of people's mind, I'm just, just guessing here now, is, oh, God, he's going he's gonna to stick Cody. And when it went the other way, I think it was a double whammy as far as shock value. And it everyone seemed to enjoy it. And I, I got to be honest with you, it's one of those moments that I'll – I'll take with me going forward that uh, it was it was uh, really humbling and uh, and just uh, it just felt good to be accepted by the audience. You know, I, di- I didn't know if they would know who I was Stop or not. It. Stop! Stop! But uh, some of the older guys, <laughs> some of the older fans seemed to, and it was it meant a lot to me. That's for sure. It feels like there's a subtext to what you're saying, which is like that maybe there's a reality of like that you know there's not going to be you know the, the way this business works. Very few guys get to have like big moments, big matches that that deep into their life, right? Like they're often relegated to autograph signings and podcasts, things along those lines. To be able to have that moment to share that with a group of what you could tell was unbelievably passionate fans. Um, there might be still five more for you, right? There still might be a hundred more for you, but to get to have that one, it feels like there's a subtext there that you're alluding to that like, wow, this might be like the last really big moment that you get to share with those, that group of fans. Well, you know, it's a hundred percent. And the, and the feedback, you know, I'm not one of these guys that's a, uh, social media buff you know i'm still learning my way through that and figuring it out and figuring out how to get the comments and go and get people's reactions and everyone all the fans were so kind for the most part and uh how they felt about it and uh you know that makes you even feel any better because it's always been about the fans and i've always known that the horsemen always knew that and we performed for the fans and did everything that we could to make sure they got a bang for their buck. And uh, uh, it is, if nothing else happens to me, positive in the business going forward. If that's that's the end-all, be-all, you know what? I can say I was very, very lucky, and that's good enough. Wow. Wow, that's cool. I mean, again, I hope there's a million more for you because you're Arn Anderson and you deserve that. But like, that's a, it's a it was a cool thing, and you're right. It, it definitely it didn't feel forced. It didn't feel like oh, we got to get Arn Anderson. It was it was so legitimate and real. It was a perfect moment, and we all enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, and and nobody died. <laughs> That is a great point, Art Anderson. <laughs> that's always a, that's always a good good thing that to look for. That is a great point, man. Um, Aren't you reference obviously the the Horsemen, right? And like, look, you know, it, the Horsemen are so bigger than life that you know it, it, we can't have a conversation without talking about it. When you hear other people throw around Horsemen, when you hear maybe like the words for horse women thrown around as they've been thrown around in recent years. Does it, does it bug you? Do you say, Hey, look, stop trying to be what we were. Cause no one else could ever be what we were. Or do you think of it more as an homage? Do you, do you appreciate it? Like it's a, I feel like it's a really weird fine line between, you know, it's, it's cool that people love what you did so much that they all want to replicate it versus like, Hey, Stop trying to force the issue of everything being the four horsemen because, my God, you can't ever have the four horsemen again. Well, uh, I, I want to take it until someone proves me wrong 
you know, the first one, the first group was very special. The group then with Barry Wyndham was very special. Yeah. Um, and I think if you separate those two out and let those be the benchmark and the peak of what the horseman was intended to be, not to say that the Dean Malenkos and the Chris Benoit's and the Mongos and all, you know, a lot of those guys that were added in over the years were not great guys and certainly some of them tremendous performer performers. Um, I am honored when a Ronda Rousey comes up and sticks her hand out upon meeting her for the first time. And now she's at that time, probably the baddest man or woman on the planet. Sure. I don't know. Sure. Badass and goes, Mr. Anderson, I hope, I hope you're uh, okay with us using the four horse women. We're wow. just really big fans. And, uh, God, I almost dropped, you know, cause I'm sitting there as a fan and I'm looking at her going, my God, this is a superstar on any level you want to put her or measure her against anybody in sports. Um, also, when you got, you know, Sasha Banks and Charlotte Flair, you know, calling themselves the four horse women. And uh, it's uh, it's an honor and it and it makes you feel like, you know, what we did do every night and concentrate on going out and it be performance oriented and giving the fans what they wanted and what they, uh, you know, paid to see and all that. It's, uh, it, it's worthwhile because it lasted. It's something that's going to last, you know, the test of time, obviously, because they're talking about it 25 years later. Um, it, it's a humbling experience and it's, uh, it makes you feel good about your body of work. And, and sometimes, you know, at the end of your career, that's really all you got is your reputation and your body of work. And uh, I'll stand on mine at this point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think you're allowed to do that. I think that will be all right. And I think there's a lot of other people that would kill to have the opportunity to stand on what you accomplished. Ar- Arn, is there, is there anything – that you that you ever had an idea for that you ever pitched anywhere that you didn't work out for whatever reason you know you 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 pushed for it behind the scenes it didn't happen and you still believe today it would have been perfect and it still bothers you that you never got the opportunity to do it or even if it was for somebody else you know when you were booking or whatever it was that you had in mind that it bugs you to this day that that nobody was willing to listen to that idea well, probably the biggest, the biggest what if that there will ever be uh, is uh, Tully Blanchard when we left to come back from the WWF and to go to work with WCW. We had a deal made with WCW. Uh, Tully had some issues with a with a drug test. Um, that WCW held against him for whatever reason. And uh, Jim Hurd chose to not hire Tully, and he chose to screw me out of a huge sum of money off of a three-year contract. <sighs> it's, uh, it's uh, you know, with, with all the understanding we have about drugs and alcohol and issues and people going to rehab and all, the, all those things that are positive these days, you're telling me that that company had to go that route? If Tully Blanchard would have came back to WCW when I did, and we would have walked in that door with the horseman complete, we could have taken right back off where we left off, and who knows where the business would have went and who would have had the edge at what point. And 
and all those things. That's that's the biggie because he got screwed. I got screwed. Ultimately, I think the fan base got screwed, and uh, yeah. that's the big one for me. And you think that was you know to the detriment of the company, right? Like that that look, you know, WCW did amazing things, but unfortunately, things ended up going south at some point. Yeah, and well, they could have they could have got on you know it could have caught on fire earlier you know who knows you know I'm destiny is is usually something that I kind of believe in when when too many things happen you know it's like okay somebody has got their hand in this and it's probably you might might want to look up to see who it is because there's just too many coincidences but you know some things you can control here on earth and uh, one of those would have been. Tully walking in the door with me, and uh, let's picking the horseman deal up, and let's run with it. And because at that time, Ole was was you know just wanting to fill in here and there, and he wasn't wanting to work full time either, and all that stuff. There was a lot of variables involved. I understand. I understand. It's a shame that that didn't work out. Obviously, it, it still worked out okay for you uh, moving forward. It still worked out quite all right. Arn Anderson is going to be at StarCast on next Saturday. So we are literally, whenever you're listening to this, we are within a week or so of what's going to be one of the most historic professional wrestling weekends that our city has ever seen. Next Saturday, November 9th, he will be there 10 a.m. as part of the Great American Baltimore panel at Ramshead Live. Go to StarCast.com. That's StarCast with two R's.com right now in order to get your tickets um, are you going to be able to sneak out? Like, are you going to get over? I, are, are you going to get the Sabatinos at some point during the weekend on for a bookmaker salad while you're here? Hey, is uh, Sabatino still up and running? Hell yeah, it is. Hell yeah, yep. Sabatino's still up and running. Heavy garlic. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm going to have to stick my head in the door sometime. I knew that would be the case. Man, I have, um, I have seen some receipts. Actually, I saw the receipt. Last time Rick came in for an event, I saw the receipt at the end of the night at Sabatino's, and I said, holy crap. Yeah, I'd say we probably dropped a few bucks in there over the years. <laughs> a couple. A couple of dollars in Sabatino's over the years in your time in Absolutely. Baltimore. Um, Arn, uh, what can we plug for you? Obviously the, the Arn Show, right? That's what we need to plug. Yes, sir. Just, you know, I appreciate, you know, everybody out there. And I tell them at, at some of these events that I've been going to, uh, Comic-Cons and such, you know, hey, listen to that thing. Tell me what's wrong with it. Get on social media. Get on the, you know, the Twitter account. And let me know what you want to hear and what you want to talk about. But mostly tell us how we're doing because uh, I want to make that as good as I possibly can for the listening audience. And you guys have been great. Uh, wrestling fans across pretty much the world have been awesome uh, to me the, the past six, eight months. And, and I just want to let everybody know I appreciate it. And going to events like StarCast gives me the opportunity to, to meet guys like yourself in person, shake your hand, and thank you for for uh, all your confidence in me and, and all your kindness and, and all the wrestling fans that take the time to come down. I, you know, I've been working pretty much straight forward, straight through for 37 years. Now I get a chance to, to go to these things and shake your hand and tell you guys, hey, thanks for all your support. You, you've made it possible for, for a fat kid to live his dream in an adult <laughs> world, and I sure appreciate it. Uh, I'm, uh, I'll pull the curtain back for him, just so you know. Uh, Brandon Books, Rams Head Live, this is his venue, and like he is going to – I actually think there's a chance we get to see him cry next weekend. 
Um, I think it's possible <laughs> that when you stroll in there next weekend, that we actually get to see Brandon cry because he gets to have you guys at his venue. It's going to be we we are so excited for next weekend and how much fun it's going to be. Arn Anderson, it's honestly it's a thrill. It's an absolute honor that you took the time for us this week. We can't wait to see it, Starcast, and we can't thank you enough for doing this. Feel exactly the same way, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate thank it. Thank you so much, Arn. Thank you, guys. Well, that was pretty fucking cool. Um, thank you to Arn Anderson for joining us. Holy dude, shit, Dude, the man. fucking enforcer. Yeah, dude. That was dope. He's just great, That man. means we got we to bump up our uh, That's number, right. right? That's right. The number goes up. Look who's here. By the way, look who's joined us. That Holy is, shit. of course, the main event. Vent. 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 I was a little bit worried, AJ Francis, but I was a little bit worried that you wouldn't be here because you were dead. I was a little bit worried that you wouldn't be able to make it this week because you had perished over the weekend. Um, Can you explain that to me? Yeah, so uh, Sugar Bear met his demise, Ah. uh, had my last SCW show, it was a casket match, and I was burned alive. Holy shit. I what? I can't believe this. I cannot believe you suck. You lost two matches yeah. to Brian Idol? Yeah, I know, right? Can't believe it. That is awful, bro. Um, uh, but amazing, Frank is still available to pr- pr- perform this weekend at Primal Conflict Wrestling. Absolutely, because Frank <laughs> is going to be at Primal Conflict Wrestling not, not Sugar on Bear, November right. 2nd. It's, Sugar Bear is dead. Right. It's, it's sort of a fiend Bray Wyatt wait, 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 wait. I have a question. Is Brian Idol in jail? No. He Everything's should be. Legal. It was a casket match, bro. Murder's uh, legal. That's true. Uh, much like it is in Saudi Arabia. Uh, oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, anyway. So let's like we alluded to this earlier in the show. By the way, thank you again to Arn Anderson. AJ, do you? I know you like to be the one who adds to the counter. Do you want to do it, or do you want one of us to add to the counter? So this will be our, our twenty seventh on. Uh, I'll do it. Okay, AJ. Like I know you like to be the one to do it. So that's number twenty seven, and he kicked ass. Can't wait to see him at Starcast. Now we alluded to this earlier in the show. Your shoot pissed that we invited Ken Dixon onto the program. Well, not all at once. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, he likes to run his mouth on the Twitter machine. And I just want to make sure that he has that same energy on Saturday at Primal Conflict. So, like, am I going to be able to do an interview with him? Or, like, are you going to refuse to talk to him? Or are you going to run him? Like, I mean, how is not, this going to go? I mean, we've, we've done people with interviews I don't like before. We've done people... With interviews that I didn't know, and we did it professionally, so all right, all uh, right. it'll be fine. But just so you know, uh, he is going. I'm, pro- I'm probably not going to hold my tongue. You know how I be. I do know that about you. I do know that about you as a man that you refuse to hold your tongue. All right. Well, we'll do that coming up here in a little bit. Uh, before we do that, uh, a couple things. We're going to need you to make your picks. But let's talk about the Jordan Miles thing um, because it was obviously a huge story this week in wrestling, and we didn't have a chance to get to it earlier in the show. Um, I, there's a lot here, man. Right? Because there. Look at look at you guys being smart enough to wait till the black guy gets oh, here to talk about Jordan oh, Miles. Oh, you think that wasn't part of the plan? Are you oh no! Me? I told them that I told I told them that all three of us could uh, handle it without you. <laughs> yeah, we didn't need you for this conversation. <laughs> yes. Um. This is this is the thing, right? Because I think that what's happened, as is often the case, 
is what is a legitimate point. There are people that are trying to wash it down by getting caught up in minutia. And that doesn't mean that any of that minutia might not be factually accurate or might not be whatever, but none of the things that you're bringing up illegitimize the initial point that was made. That's my thought process. AJ, what has your reaction been to not just the initial part of this, but all of the fallout that we've seen in the days since this story began? I, I, will, say, I will say this. I will say this. When I first saw the design, the Sambo character was not the first thing that popped into my mind. But once I saw the design after someone had alluded to it, I could not unsee it. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, it's it's pretty it's pretty fuck. I think it also speaks to like not just the Sambo character, but how many times have we had this conversation with black wrestlers about so all a black wrestler is allowed to be is someone who goes out and smiles and dances. All right. Uh, right. Well, I was uh, I was waiting for AJ, so, but yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought I was, no, I, was, uh, I mean, people, it's one of those things, it's like, people, it's like when Obama was president. People were like, oh, you got a black president now, so black people's problems all went away, clearly. Like, that's what people think Kofi Kingston being the world heavyweight champion, WWE <laughs> champion. Someone did, did say something, I, I did see a post like that that was like, sure, like the retort was a picture of Kofi with the title, it's like, that does not... It's not really relevant to what we're speaking about, right? Like you can okay, you can show a picture of Donald Trump next to Ben Carson. That doesn't really. But is it like the equivalent of the like I have black friends, so I can't be racist yeah. arguments? I can't be racist. I, I have four black friends, bro. If you know how many <laughs> black friends you have, you're racist as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I've got six. Oh wait, no shit. Um, no. Uh. I hear what you're saying. So the, the, we have one black host, right? So that's true. We can't possibly be racist, right? So, um, so this expands, though, right? So this whole conversation starts with this shirt, right? Then the WWE fires back. Well, we ran the shirt by Jordan Miles, so I can't. I don't understand why it is that now he's complaining about it. Jordan Miles says, "Well, you ran the shirt by me when it had a white background, and then you put it on a black background. And what the fuck was I supposed to think then?" And now we get caught in this game of fucking telephone, right? Like, this is the Colin Kaepernick thing. That instead of talking about the actual topic, now we're talking about 60 other things. Well, WWE did everything right, and Jordan Miles said it was okay. So as long as somebody, you know, looks at it and doesn't see it, that means it's all right if there's a racist logo, and that means that you've never done anything racist in the past, and that means that racism is over, and that means that... um, you know, like, obviously, we should all just be grateful for everything that we have and shut the fuck up, right? That's the way that that works, isn't it? Let me ask you this question. Is there any well, here's, way... Here's also, here's also the point. The, a, a bigger, more broader issue that nobody even talks about is the fact that a lot of times, black characters, not just at WWE, but in wrestling, are just, hi, I'm athletic and I smile a that's, lot. That's exactly what I just said. We, we have talked about this over and over. What with, do you mean? Apollo Crews has a great character. Right. So anyway. <laughs> um, that's I, exactly what he is, right? I think it was Caprice Coleman who brought this up on our show once. That's, that's the fucking way the New Day started. The New Day began 
as literally the epitome of every racist ass black character that's ever existed. It's just that thank fucking Christ, those three guys are so goddamn amazing at what they do that they said, yeah, watch what we're about to do with it and turned it into the most magical, glorious thing ever. But Caprice Coleman came on here the first. He's like, bro, the first time I saw that, it was racist as fuck. It was ex- I mean, yeah. it all kind of is, to be honest. I mean, I, the premise, maybe, yes. But, like, obviously those three guys are so fucking good that they've essentially, like, owned it and taken it back, right? I guess is But that doesn't would... make it less... I mean, like, no, the, the premise, uh, like they're doing the exact same fucking thing. You know what I mean? They just—they're just in it now instead of. I mean, it was the—it was the gospel choir. It was when they started running the promos. They still come out to that music. I know, but it was the idea that like you created a faction around three black guys with a. No, but it's—it's—it's different because it's not just the fact that they smile and dance. It's the fact that they're—they are a comedy bit themselves. Like what they do is unique. They have dick jokes in every segment. They—he plays the Trump. He plays yeah. the trombone. They wear unicorn right. shit. They, they wear anime heads. shit. Yeah, right. It's 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 saying that it's the same is just a is just a bad take. Well, I'm just I'm not saying it's exactly the same. Like it's the same. I'm saying it it still plays into the bigger problem that we're talking about is that you see three black guys wearing neon colors and dancing around, and that's what you have to do to be a character in WWE. I mean, that's that's basically what he's talking about, right? Like. You, I, I mean, look, look at this week's shows. Like they have street prophets dancing and rapping. They have our truth dancing and rapping. I mean, every character. Uh, they have got a. They've got a black guy stealing someone's wife. I mean, like. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's kind that, of an issue. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the silly part, right? The silly part is that you again you get caught up in this minutia of, you know, how this shirt came about. That, that suddenly you want to distract from the bigger argument that's at hand. And if you're trying to say that if, if Jordan Miles, if ACH had an opportunity to see the shirt before, then there's no way that WWE could possibly be racist, well, then you're stupid as fuck. You're just a stupid fucking person. Um, does it mean specifically? I don't, I don't, and I would like to point out, I don't think that this is, this instance is WWE being racist. Oh, I think I it's just think, dumb. <laughs> like, I, I, think, to, I think it's, I think yeah. that they, nah, I don't even think that they're catering to like a certain audience that I think it's more so they don't have anyone of color in the design team making these decisions. Yeah, there should have been, like, in this process, there should have been six people that this went through that said, yo, you guys, do you really see what you're looking at here? Like, do you do you, do you, you not see this? And they should have said it exactly like that, right? Like, right. Like, like seriously, are you... Yo. Wait, look, at, look at what we're looking at. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? So, AJ, to your point, you're, you don't think that this, like, the, the story is that Triple H was, like, personally responsible for the design of this T-shirt. And what you're saying is you don't think Triple H is inherently racist as much as he came up with a design and didn't see what it was that he was looking at that a million other people might see. Because, yes, because he doesn't have the same life lessons that Jordan Miles might have. So, in that same vein, when... But but the, but the uh, proof that I don't think WWE is racist is because once that the problems of the design were brought up, they took the shirt down and they made a new design that's basically kind of the same, but it has a better look to it. Um, right. Correct. It's, it's, but that does that, all that means is that they were 
embarrassed because it was pointed out. And, you know, like when stuff like that, and this is what I was going to ask earlier, but I want I really want, you know, obviously AJ to say everything he needs to say about uh, this topic. Uh, yeah, AJ, you have I, to speak I, on behalf of all black people everywhere. <laughs> I was going to ask earlier, like, do we think this is legitimately like a really coincidental mistake or is this like some asshole little guy thought he could sneak this in? I mean, cause that's usually how these things happen at big corporations is like, there's some asshole that is some peon guy that is like, let me try this and tries this. And then it gets through the cracks and the other people are just ignorant to what it means, you know? So like, um, like there, I can't remember where the company wasn't there a company where like the shocker got into their like this is like a completely different point, but you know what I'm saying? It's like it was like some cultural thing that young people knew about. I, that like, I can I can I can see it I can see it both ways because if you design the same exact shirt but you design it in blue instead of red, it's a completely different thing. If but at the same time, you could have intentionally designed it red for that exact reason. Right. That's what I'm wondering. Is so like, you can't really tell genuinely. Like you can't until you find out who the person that made the design was and, and, and what again, they, the, the, how they if, are. If we accept they, if we accept things at face value, we're to accept that Triple H was very involved with Jordan Miles. That like he took particular interest in Jordan Miles' character and his development, and so he walked very hand in hand with the design team and the development of this shirt, right? Which isn't to say that the original idea was necessarily specifically Triple H, but, like, the email chain that Jordan Miles shared out include, like, Triple H wanting specific things within the logo. Um, I, again, this is this is a bigger picture than that. And I think that AJ's point is, is really well taken, which is whatever this is, whatever happened that we got there, they got there. The problem doesn't have to be that anyone specifically, maybe they are, but it doesn't have to be that anyone specifically was racist. But when you shout down what it is that Jordan Miles is saying as, oh, you, oh, you're just playing the race card, you're ignoring actual problems, which is, like, representation in the process. Like, why weren't there three other people of color involved in this process that any one of them could have been the one to step up and say, guys, we're going to make ourselves look like assholes. You don't real, you're not seeing it. Um, and so, like, the inherent part of it, if the question is, is WWE racist? I, I don't think specifically WWE is racist. Have there been some issues related to, to, to race? Yeah, fuck right there have been. Of course, I'm probably the wrong person to make this statement so grandly. Um, but, but the you know, AJ, the representation thing seems like a, a, a pretty easy place to start when we have this conversation. And it's the fact that, like, you know, I think if maybe you have maybe you have guys like Booker T and uh, Mark Henry and people of color, maybe you have them make input on ideas or just have them be part of the the staff that puts things and ideas together because. I mean, you already pay them. They're already on your. They're already on your payroll. Like I'm sure they would love to be included in something of right, that nature. Right. And, and it kills two birds with one stone. Yeah, I mean, I think that would go probably go a long way just to say, hey, look, let's just make sure that we have we have thought these things through. And you and it's not just about t-shirts. It's about like you know, creative about crafting characters. Hey, look, maybe maybe specifically. 
Like when we're talking about creating a character for a black performer, there should be like black people involved in the thought process. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like that's such a, a hard concept to move forward with, by the way. And I think that we should point this out, right? Like I think a couple people uh, uh, said, Oh, this is a proof of why it is that uh, I'm watching AEW. Like, bro, have you looked at the top of AEW's card recently? Yeah, bro. White like, as fuck. Right. Like, let's chill the fuck out. This isn't specifically necessarily a WWE problem as much as it's a, a problem in the fucking world. Like, a problem in the entire goddamn world. That there probably isn't enough representation so that even when something isn't necessarily inherently racist, there aren't people in the in the process that say, hey, yo, you fuck this up. Um, like in the same way that a couple years ago, there was, um, I want to say an ESPN writer who wrote a story about a tra- somebody who was transgendered and like just did not know, understand that world at all. That person ended up killing themselves, right? Like after the story was written. Nobody thought like maybe we should let somebody who else is tra- transgendered read this story first before we publish it. Like maybe we yep. should step through that process when we're writing about a subject like this, at least have another set of eyeballs from that world that's represented. Like, might be a good That can at least say, "Ah." Right, like, maybe you guys want to think about this a little bit more. Like, maybe this part of the story. And that doesn't mean that that journalist was necessarily responsible for this person dying. I want to make that very clear. Like, that's, that's not what I'm saying directly. It's that it might be a good idea to have some representation involved in the process. That might be an easy thing to do that can, that can go a long way when it comes to shit like this. Do we think that Jordan Miles is, it's over? Do we think that there's any coming back from this? Like, do we think that? Yeah, there is. I mean, I there think. Has it, to, there has to be. If you're right. WWE, you're in an interesting place because if, if this is, uh, if this is the one you're going to say, okay, he's talking too much shit. Like he, he's, this is a sensitive thing, man. Like you can't. Oh, you um, you can't fire him over this. No, <laughs> you can't. And 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 you also can't like decide that he's gonna lose to Cameron Grimes in three seconds every week. Now either. wait a second. Like, a lot of people are gonna be losing to Cameron Grimes in three seconds. So you shut your mouth. I would like to point out, hey, even though we shit on Cameron Grimes a lot, that match he had with Matt Riddle was. was- Awesome. Bro, it was yeah, incredible. It was. It was like, y'all are going to come around on Cameron Grimes. Uh, one day, one day, we're going to look back and we're going to say, we were on the forefront. We were on the goddamn By forefront. the way, I'd like to point out, like the at the beginning of this, when Aaron, was Aaron the one that sent the Jordan Miles thing, or was it you, AJ? Uh, I think it was Aaron. So he sends it around, and like before I realized what was happening, I was like, yeah, look, it's another shitty t-shirt. Because like, that, that's, the, that's the other part. How bad is this shirt? First of all, I mean, like aside yeah. from the fact of like what it ended up being, but like you just look at it, it's t- it's a how much thought was really put into this shitty ass t shirt? Like it's terrible. Yeah. There's a, how could so much like when they're like, oh, but we went through the thought of this. It's like what thought? You put a fucking guy's name and like changed the like the font or whatever. Like there's yeah, nothing. Literally. There's nothing to it. Yeah, it ain't and then, great. But the, but the Cameron Grimes t shirt is equally terrible. Cameron um, Grimes has a T-shirt. Oh yeah! Remember, I sent yeah. it around to you. We uh, we it's, are. It's the we're same all thing. It's like one. it's almost like they decided a bunch of these guys that were in the um, the prospect tournament or whatever. Yeah, the yeah that they were just going to put their name on a T-shirt. That it looked, does. It definitely think about like it for five exactly seconds and put it on the did. website. Yeah, no doubt. All right, AJ, let's fly through your picks for Crown Jewel. We already made ours earlier. Um, it starts on the pre-show battle royal. 
Oh, God, I got to do this again. Sunil Singh, Mojo yes. Rawley, Eric Rowan, R-Truth, Singh Cara, Brian Kendrick, Titus O'Neil, Tony Nese, Akira Tazawa, Shelton Benjamin, Apollo Cruz, Buddy Murphy, Andrade, Drake Maverick, Eric Young, Luke Harper, Cedric Alexander, Heath Slater, Umberto Carrillo, and Noe Jose. And there are 20 people on the list. Yes. Um, I asked that already. Uh, I think it's going to be Umberto Carrillo. All right, we all have the same pick. Now, AJ Styles versus Umberto Carrillo for the United States Championship. Oh, wait, it's the same night. Same night. Oh, uh, I thought they were going to do it on Raw. Well, then definitely AJ Styles. That's okay. We are in agreement. Uh, Mansoor versus Cesaro. Uh, Mansoor. Again, this is not going to be very many different picks. Um, we'll go to the tag team tournament to determine the best. In the world. In the world. It's not a, ton- it's not a tournament. It- that was pretty good, actually. <laughs> that was pretty good. It's not a tournament. That was amazing. Yeah, it's just a tag team turmoil match. The New Day. Uh, the New Day. Okay. The New Day is the answer. We are in agreement again. Uh, team Hogan versus Team Flair. Uh... <laughs> Man, I don't know. Can we talk? Did you guys talk about Randy Orton uh, in the? Oh, that you know, we have? didn't actually. And no, but, was, we, but we. I want to. It was amazing. Randy Orton literally said, "I'm a." He said, "I'm a fucking heel, and you yeah. still love me." Yeah, he did. That was. Really I, I wanted to bring that up. It really was amazing. <laughs> Nobody's arguing. It was fucking. Actually, amazing. he said, "He said, I'm a heel, and you still love me because I'm f word something." Because they blanked out the rest. I think he said, "Because I'm fucking amazing" or yeah. something like that. It was really great. That was really really great. Also, by the way, I did want to mention that, like, <laughs> the crowd was chanting his name after he RKO'd yeah. Ricochet, and he should definitely be a face right now. I mean, he, they were chanting his name during the beginning of the blue, uh, the Bullet Club segment. That's why AJ Styles had to stop talking at the beginning of the segment. You could literally still hear the crowd chanting Randy Orton. What a world. What a world we live in. What a world. Well, he's just a good guy, though, so you got to keep that in mind. He's fucking <laughs> over, bro. Know, he's I one know. of the goats. Like, I, I, I think you. if Randy Orton wrestles another five years in WWE, that he's going to end up being really par- maybe on my Mount Rushmore. Jesus but he Christ. Should, he should, but he should, be, he should be, like, one of the main guys right now. Like, what, what the hell is that? I don't know. Who cares? Uh, why is he relegated? Why is he relegated to a Team Hogan Team Flair match? I don't. I don't have. That yeah, answer. I mean, he should he should be like on SmackDown and be one of the main people. In fairness, you know? so be, be, the only reason he's not is because of fucking marks like you guys who who complain anytime they don't put up new talent. Well, that and the, also, you know, I don't know that I love the fact that he just throws the N word around. Like, 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 keep in mind, was he? You don't remember the night that well, he, he was. He did. Yeah, he did. He did on uh, his live stream. When yeah, he played video games. Come on. Oh, that bro. was like not that long ago, it's, right? It is yeah. pretty. Yeah, it's pretty fucking hilarious that he ended up on Team Flair. Like, let's just all call it like it is. Given the circumstances, it's pretty. You know fucking what the funniest funny. part is that maybe that's what. Oh man, white guys are missing the boat, bro. Because team, because Randy Orton is definitely right now the most over person on Team Flair. Right. And Hogan's the most over person on Team Hogan. Right, so just... And they share the just, same characteristics. Correct, just an affinity for the N-word. So what you're saying is that what's best for all white people to do in this business right now is use the N-word more often. Yes, and then we'll get over. Nailed it, nailed it. All right, uh, <laughs> Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Um, and then Vince McMahon would say, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, uh, I'm going to go... 
I mean, it's a house show, basically. So I'm going to go with Team Hogan, but yep. it should, I, Team Flair should be the one that wins. Randy Orton is is after Monday. How do you not have Randy Orton win that? Uh, match? Bro, I hear you. It was he was amazing. He was amazing. You're not wrong about that. Uh, Braun Strowman v. Tyson Fury. Tyson Fury. Yeah, I was the idiot that picked Braun Strowman. Um, idiot. I know. I know. <laughs> idiot. I know. Uh, Seth Rollins. Idiot. Seth I cannot reiterate how uh, much of Thank you. Thank you. Seth Rollins versus The Fiend Bray Wyatt in a false count anywhere, and we have to have it end. We swear, we promise, double pinky, totally must have a finish match. Uh, Seth Rollins. And uh, Brock Lesnar v. Kane Velasquez for the WWE Championship. Uh, I would like to point out, Kane Velasquez has a T-shirt on WWEshop.com. Probably don't do that for somebody who's not going to be around moving forward. <sighs> oh, God. Well, you have to remember uh, that they don't care about that anymore. They, they'll sell T-shirts for any. They sold the fucking well, Undertaker Roman Reigns right. T-shirt. Right, that's true. And they but only that, had one match. But that was for WrestleMania. They've always done specific things for WrestleMania. But but don't you know that this show is, is that's of the equivalent? To- yeah, right. Or bigger than or greater than WrestleMania. You know what my favorite part about Seth Rollins versus Bray Wyatt is? What? It's something that we could never see at Survivor Series because that's the <laughs> one time. How anyway. much do you want to bet those motherfuckers are going to fight again on Survivor Series? Oh, they have to. It's the one time. <laughs> it's the one time all year. All right, go ahead. Uh, I, will, I will say if The Fiend does win, that's a hell of a swerve by WWE. Because uh, you put the guy on SmackDown to have him, because obviously when he wins the he if he wins the Raw championship he he's prob- going to now be on Raw. He will probably be on so Raw. So that yeah, probably he's on, on Raw, Raw right now. <laughs> so like, it's a uh, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with uh, Brock Lesnar though. All right, that is that for our picks. When we come back in, uh, do you guys have anything you want to say about the final segment of Raw? Yes. Uh, yes. Clearly, Bobby Lashley's sex game is whack and his pullout game is strong because those are the things that Lana looks for most in a man, apparently. Which, by the way, I mean, like, not the end of the world. Like, it's you probably don't like being dogged out about the fact that you're not very good at laying the pipe, but, like, you know, I mean, you are getting it. So I, I can live. I can live if that's what somebody said about me. But you know what's great? It's it, it could be leading to the ending that you want. Oh, it has which, to. It has to end that which way. Is, <laughs> There's nowhere for this to go. I was in on it the whole time. Like how do you you can't possibly go back to like this I all just, thought that segment was going to end with that. Oh, wait. Oh, I, like I was so prepared for it too. Like you can't Can have, we talk about how like the concept of the segment and the concept of the whole storyline I think is stupid and I hate it. Of course. But it fucking worked, bro. It did. Yeah. It's so it well, right, because it's so absurd. It's so absurd. It's so ridiculous that like you can't take your eyes off of it. Um <laughs> it's it's but like you can't end and this. More with, importantly, the thing I'm most excited about is Lana doesn't have to do that accent anymore. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean that is nice, actually. That is nice. Um the, no, the reason why you have to do it the way that I've always proposed is that could you imagine if this just ends with like you know, like Lana changing her mind and Rusev taking her back. Like, how could any of us? That's ever, exactly how it's going to end. But how could any of us ever root for Rusev again? How could any of us ever 
be okay with I that. mean, in real, like, that's a baby face move, bro. It's a baby face move to, like, just crawl all over yourself while she's out laying pipe with some other dude and just be like, I and, want and you back. And then winning her affection back? Yeah, that's a baby I face I don't know, move. bro. I think that By means... By the way, do you guys watch Total Divas? I mean, I have, no. yeah. Because this is like this is like a actual thing. Yeah, which like I do kind of love. I do kind of love that. Like he's obsessed with like her getting pregnant. Yeah, like what they're saying is true is really true. Yeah, like he yeah, really yeah. wants her to get pregnant, and she wants to have a couple more years of her career or whatever. Like that's a real thing on the Total Diva show from like, a, and also, it's from a couple of years is ago. Is, is that he uh, <laughs> that she outed him and said that they had sex at WrestleMania? <laughs> God bless, man. Like, God bless. That was the best part of the entire segment. The best, absolute best part of the segment was her talking about all the places and all the times where he wants to have sex and everybody just being like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. What about the crowd was saying, like, this is weird? Well, or what did they say? Oh, no. One of the girls, uh, like, right when the show's going off the air, when they're kissing over Rusev's body, one of the, you can hear clearly hear one of the fans go, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So great. All right. Uh, when we come back in, we'll see how this goes. AJ's got a big match in Harper's Ferry this weekend with Primal Conflict Wrestling. And there's some legit heat between these two dudes. When we come back in, Ken Dixon joins the program. We'll talk more about it. I'm Glenn. He's Brandon. And he's the main event. AJ Francis. This is Jobbing Out. Around here, there are two kinds of chicken. Royal Farms' world-famous chicken and everything else. What's the difference? Royal Farms' chicken is always fresh, never frozen. It's hand-dipped in a secret recipe of herbs and spices and cooked on the spot right in the store. Chicken from anywhere else? Who knows? Hungry for some hot and delicious chicken? Get some Royal Farms' world-famous chicken. It's one of a kind. And don't forget the Western fries. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Back in here for segment number three of Jobbing Out. Glenn Clark, Brandon Linton from Ramshead Live, and of course... The main event. AJ Francis. Well, on Saturday night in uh, Harper's Ferry, there's going to be a little bit of a, of a fight, if you will. The event is a night to remember 13 with Primal Conflict Wrestling. You can go to primalconflictwrestling.com right now in order to get your tickets. Um, Frank has a match on the card. Uh-huh, my second time at Primal Conflict. Now, there's some real beef between he and our next guest. I respect our next guest for the most part. I mean, I, this is a guy that's been making it work for the last couple of years. He's been busting his ass. You've been seeing him all different places, MCW, Primal Conflict, Ring of Honor. He's been doing everything. He's working. And, and let, me, let me say, I respect the man, too. The problem is that before I even knew we were going to have a match, he was already at me on Twitter, popping off. Mm. That was the problem that I had. Mm. So joining us now here on Jobbing Out is one Ken Dixon. Ken, first of all, it's been too long. We should have done this before. Welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time for us. Yeah. Uh, I don't do podcasts. I'm not a fan. <laughs> well, you know what, man? Okay, fine. Well, then tell me it's why it is. fucking lame. Okay, all right, no, 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 I got something to say. First of all, I was inclined to be on your side, because frankly, I don't like AJ either. But you know what? Fuck you, bro. <laughs> Fuck you. Get in line. Fuck you, bro. Why in the I'm world? I'm sorry, man. Like, every wrestling fan has to have a podcast. Like, 
cool, I guess. Yeah, like, well, okay. Everybody, you all have the same opinion. Anyway, Saturday night, AJ is going to bring his little orange trick-or-treat bucket, and he's going to put his favorite costume on, and he's going to come knock on my door. I'm going to answer it and kick his stupid fucking head in. Hey, let's be clear. What, what I'm 99% like, sure I'm not going to put KY jelly on my fingers and make fun of anybody's name. Like, I, I just hope that you meet the requ- the height requirement to ride this ride. Because on Saturday, all of this talk that you do on the phone, on the internet, is going to have to happen in person, in front of my face. And when you look me in the eyes, well, really, you'll probably look me in the chest. But if you break your neck to look me in the eyes, you'll understand the fact that I'm going to beat the ever-loving hell out of you in front of a very raucous crowd. I guess. Whatever floats your boat, man. That's cool. <laughs> What's your actual... Like, I get it, man. I get it, dude. You're really excited. You're really pumped up. you got, like, ten matches in now. You're really excited. You, oh, I just want to get out and show everybody all my cool moves and... Sorry, Chief. That is not how it's going to go down at all. Like, you might have come up before and you got in the ring with that old man in the purple trunks. He doesn't represent anything of what you're going to expect on Saturday. I know. Not See, he was close, actually Chief. closer to my size. I'm expecting a cruiserweight <laughs> that I'm going to throw into the fifth row. That's cool, man. I get it. I get it. I'm 6'1. I haven't quite got, you know, I'm, I'm missing that couple of inches. It's okay. It's the story of my life. It's all right, though. See, the thing is, the thing is, we're going to have a battle of the bald brothers with beards, and we're going to see who the real kingpin is. I like that. That was good. I like that. I like that one. Uh, Ken, what's your actual beef with AJ? Because you know what? If I, I'm being an independent arbor here, because make it clear, we might be on the same podcast, but you, AJ would, would be the first to admit, I never agree with him, and I hate him, frankly. So what I don't like, sight unseen, is these guys come over from these other sports, like wrestling is going to be so easy to them, and they get handed everything. Oh, cool, man. You shit the bed in the NFL? Come on over to wrestling. Give it a shot. It's not like that. You get handed everything. You might as well be a second-generation kid or some legends kid, a Hall of Famer. It doesn't matter. They all get treated the same. See, the problem with the whole theory that you have is that – Wrestling actually is very easy for me, and you can watch all the clips that you want of my way more than 10 matches to find that out yourself. But also, at the same exact time, um, the only thing that was handed to me when I came into wrestling is checks because I make people come out and pay their money to see me whoop ass of people like you. People that run their mouth and think that, oh, he's just some guy from the NFL. Not understanding that I've been watching wrestling and been a fan my entire life. Not only well, that, but I'm just better than you, and I'm better than all of these wrestlers that think they're so cool because they know 15 submissions that I can get out of just by flexing my arm. You just, I don't do submissions, so just get ready to just throw them. I don't do submissions. I'm a big fan of that because that just makes my night way easier. If you want to throw hands with somebody whose hands are the size of your head, I wouldn't recommend it. But if that's how you want to win this match, bring everything that you got. And I'm going to bring everything that I got. And when I show up on Saturday in front of that crowd at a night to remember 13 in Harper's Ferry, there's going to be one person standing at the end of that match. And we all know his name. The most shady, Frankie Baton. 
Never heard of her. Okay, you we'll kind of have to give him that. And one. the funny thing is, you may not have heard of her, but you'll definitely not remember her after Saturday because you won't remember much. Oh, because you're gonna knock me out. Is that is that what you're cool. gonna do? Oh, cool. Sweet. That's cool, man. I uh, might pick you up by your wow. ankles and shake the change out your pockets. Uh, I mean, I don't really have any pockets on my trunks, but I mean, like maybe I should just wear some basketball shorts so I could dress up like you. <laughs> yeah. The only problem is. You can't do that because you don't have no swag. You can't pull it off. You wear them You're drawers right. in the ring in front of all them kids, which is so weird You're to right. me. Grown men in underwear in front of all them children is so weird to me. But whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat, I suppose. See, it, see it, it's not going to be weird. It's not going to be weird for me because it's going to be weird for you because you're going to get dominated by a grown man in his underwear in front of a crowd. Right. It's what you think is going to happen. But what's actually going to happen is that I'm going to fade you like four, five, six in CeeLo. And then after I take everything that you got and show you that you didn't have enough to begin with, you're going to have a real problem on your hands pulling your life back together. I mean, my life is, is pretty good, man. Like, I, you know, we do have a little bit in common. We both did quite well for ourselves before we even got into a wrestling ring. So we're not that far apart. You did yours a different way. I left the country. I did some bad things. So that's, you know, it's, it's very different than football. But the fact remains is that neither of us are stupid getting into the wrestling business. Nope. So I'm just curious to see how this plays out. I am too. Uh, you've got, Ken, you've got some history. Uh, you faced a former Maryland football player before in, in Tahuti Miles. How'd that go for you? I beat him. Hmm. Hmm. So, so 1 0 against Terps all times. What you oh, saying? 2 0 <laughs> against Terps. I beat him twice. Oh, shit. Just, you know, I just really had to drive the nail. Mm. And if you stack to Hootie Miles on top of himself, he still don't stack up to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's a little shorter than me, but his hair is pretty big. He's got that going for him. He's got big him. hair. He's got that I mean, going for him. He's got that going for him. Good kid. He's a, you know, I think he's, he's an NXT now. So this yeah. Saturday night, this Saturday night, Harper's Ferry, it goes down. Let's just for example, Ken, if you were to lose, would you be willing to admit like that you actually respect the man afterwards? Oh, you mean like am I supposed to like jerk him off and shake his hand? I mean, I think that he like, wouldn't say no. I mean I, I can't so speak for him. Let me I mean, can the man turn down ready. a free jerk? I'll get a tweet ready for after the show. And if it happens, I'll send it, and I'll be the biggest asshole hypocrite I've ever been in my life. And I'll just, it'll be one of those really stupid tweets. Like, I respect you. We should do it again, brother. Oh, this is, oh, you made me work so hard. <laughs> right, that's how it goes now, right? <laughs> Guys want to touch I'm, their tails. I actually way. agree with you. Not Unfortunately, that is how it goes, and I don't like that shit either. <laughs> it's, it's lame. It's lame. Oh, These guys go online and they jerk each other off afterwards. Well, look, we did it. We found some common ground, and I think that that's that we've accomplished something in that process. We found some common ground here. The common ground is that both of us are trying to get to that W window, and that's yeah. going to happen this Big Saturday. Night. Saturday night, uh, night to remember thirteen in a Harper's Ferry. Um, Ken, I would normally let you plug something, but since you shat on our podcast, go fuck yourself. Um, but good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, uh, but but honestly, I, 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 do you want me to plug anything for you? I don't want to hear. I only hear Tony Schiavone. <laughs> <laughs> you guys 
that cut me off with Tony Schiavone? Is that, is that like the uh, Oh, man. All right, all right, all right. Saturday night, Harper's Ferry, primalconflictwrestling.com. Get your tickets right now. Frank, Ken Dixon, it's on. Um, uh, final words. Uh, 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 you know what? Ken's the guest, so AJ, I'll let you go first. Final words. I'm the home team, so I should go second. But that doesn't matter because I'm first in every aspect of my life. Everything that I've ever wanted to do in my life, I've achieved. And the next goal that I have is to beat some sense into Ken Dixon because, frankly, he needs it. We kind of look alike, you know, but stupidly. Like, I look like him if he ever hit puberty. <laughs> All right, uh, final, Ken, I will allow you final word. <laughs> I, I, you know, I really, I don't have anything to say to this guy. He's a dick. And uh, can you just put Tony Schiavone back on? Because I really want to know who, who the two Guerreros going to pledge allegiance to at the NWO or WCW. <laughs> Well, fuck, man. Um, there's gonna be uh, there's a lot of heat there. I did not realize how much legit heat. There no was. punches pulled on wow, Saturday. Dude. None of them wow. will be pulled. I mean, you on can't side. you can't be mad though when you said Frankie Baby and he said never heard of her. That was actually really good. That was amazing. That was really good. That was really good. All right. Um, you know what we didn't do, and Brandon, you pointed out we didn't do it last week either because we're assholes. Uh, we uh, AJ, you got a question you need to ask us. Uh, what was the match of the week in WWE this week? Uh, and last week, I guess. I, I definitely won't be able to remember last week. <laughs> well, for for this week, it for me, it's the North American title match. Um, yeah. Roderick Strong, Donna, yeah. Do, Donovan, Dijakovic. whatever yeah. the fuck his Dijakovic. name is, and and Keith Lee. That match was fucking ridiculous. And I will say this. Um, I think that match. So we've seen those two guys doing amazing matches for a few weeks now, and and before their injuries as well. That match solidified Roderick Strong as like a top top guy. Like like he looks so much better in this match than he's looked in any match in NXT. Because why do you think that? Because he was throwing these big fucking guys around. You know what no, I mean? They wasn't. were bumping for him. They were bumping he was, for him. He was literally getting launched out of the match, and they were beating his ass. And then he squeaks in at the end and has a sneaky win. No, but the begin like like if you watch it back, like he looks like he can hang with these guys. I mean, I thought it was a really good match. I did think it was yeah. a really yeah. good match, but I I think that I could feel that way if they. Did. I can't believe I can't believe I'm going to say this, but my vote is for Cameron Grimes. <laughs> that match is really good too. Yeah. You know what? I mean. For the good of this show, I sort of feel like we have to give it to fucking Cameron Grimes. Like, I know, we have to give it to Cameron Grimes, <laughs> the right? Of the bit. So here's another thing. I mean, I think that just points out how good NXT... Like, this is probably the best episode of NXT since it switched to the uh, USA Network. Probably the I think. I think it's it's interesting you say that. Would we feel the same way if it hadn't... If they didn't do the swerve? Like, would we feel the same way if they had done everything... I, I felt that way almost up until, and then that took it over the edge. Okay. Like, I was like, this is a really, really good episode of NXT. So then, and then they did the Finn Balor thing. So let me ask this question back. Do you think that there will be a response from AEW this week? Do you think that they will feel that that... Yeah, it better not be DDP. I will tell you that I thought their show didn't was not that good this week. The no, I like, was, I like AEW. I think NXT for the first week... For the first time was since AEW yeah. and NXT were running head to head, NXT was better last week. I agree, and like, I like a lot better. Like not just a little bit, but like, like DDT was DDP is a big fart noise for me. 
Like, come yeah, on. me too. That's why right, like, I'm not going like, to stand oh, this. Who's the fourth guy going to okay. be? Okay. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I'm, DDP. I'm not going to stand DDP. a lot of DDP slander, though. I'm not going to fucking take DDP slander around here. That's what I'm saying. I pop for DDP, but my thing was like, dude, the fourth person that's going to help you take down the biggest heel faction in your company is 65. 65-year-old. Yoga instructor, bro. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. I get it. But it is and, no. But it, it also points to something we were talking about last week, which is the, you know, the or, or a couple weeks ago, which is like everybody is touting this as so much different than WWE, and they're doing the same fucking shit. Like they're they're doing a lot of dude. DDP is worse than bringing back the Undertaker. DDP is worse than bringing back. I mean, Goldberg. if you're gonna put him in a match, yeah, yeah. like you better not. I know fucking... they're not putting him in a main right. event. I get that. Right. I'm like... just saying, like these are the same fucking people that bitch about things like that, and and and, and having like but, you okay. know I Undertaker think... and Kane fight Shawn Michaels and Triple H, but, but then they, they pop for DDP being in the relevant. But, but, but At least they're, they're keeping those people I, separate I... from the relevant okay, storylines in WWE. Stories. It's a big. There's a huge difference between having, like, say, for example, Arn Anderson come out in the Cody match. And give Sean Spears uh, a spine to the pine, right? Like, there's right. a big difference between one spine buster and fucking, you know, fuck everything, fuck the most wonderful story we've ever told between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho. Instead, we're going to give you a fucking shit burger of a championship match. No, 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 match that's fine. But the notion that you even put the people on the show is what people get upset about. Of course, we should be upset about them no, giving them the then title. Then you're talking about somebody but besides like in me. A, in a lot of these circumstances, they're not giving them the title. They're in a completely separate attraction just to get, you know, for the bigger shows or whatever. And, and oh, this is why I watch AEW. Okay, well, DDP's on AEW. Right, and, and it, the champion of AEW is Chris Jericho. Yes, oh, yes but Chris and Jericho the is amazing. Is Chris so Jericho. Fuck yourself. And Chris the, Jericho he's fighting incredible. Cody Rhodes in the main event right. of the pay-per-view. Yes, but Chris Jericho is I mean, is let's not pretend amazing. that this is, like, some completely cutting-edge... Br- Jim Ross is your announcer. Cody Rhodes is much younger than Chris Jericho, so... I I view him differently as a but he's a WWE guy. It's my point. You I know get, what yeah, I, mean? I get. I get just saying. But my thing is like I don't consider like Cody Rhodes left on his own and is a younger performer. You know what I'm saying? That's also why like he's very much in the prime of his there career. But there it is. But That's that, what I was. But hang on. To. But again, separate those two things. If Goldust were continuously in the biggest storylines, it would be a problem for me. Using Goldust to try to get Sonny Kiss over in a dark match, that's never going to be a problem for me. I'll By never the way, can Sonny Kiss ever get like on TV? Uh, it would be nice. It would be super nice if Sonny Kiss was on TV. I've not been watching the dark show, and I, I, everybody tells me I should be because it's apparently wonderful. By uh, the way, did you guys both watch Dynamite this week? I yeah. did, yeah. <sighs> what? So the thing that I brought up last week about Jim Ross. Oh, my God. If I have to hear one more time about the cover. The fucking tag like, match, right? No, the cover is what kills me. Which cover? If I have oh. to hear one more time about him and Tony Schiavone talking about how it was a loose cover or he needs to get him down all the way. Yeah. And then Jim Ross, I mean, uh, Jerry Lawler was actually doing it on Monday Night Raw, too. And I'm like, he was. He it, actually, okay, I'm glad you brought that up because there's something he said that made me want to break my fucking television. So I'll finish on Jim Ross first. First, Jim Ross said um, there was a tag, was it the first match? One of the tag matches where he basically, he basically was like, well, I guess you don't have to tag anybody. I'm, yep. I, like multiple times. But I will say this. I will say this. Just speaking as a wrestler, 
like, yes, I was taught by the Dudleys and they are tag team royalty and they obviously, so maybe I'm a little bit biased in my opinions on tag team wrestling. But the psych, the wrestling psychology, like a lot of people don't care about wrestling psychology, but the wrestling psychology of the AEW tag team matches is non-existent. It's just, it's just, it's literally like all their tag team matches are just spot fests, which is cool. Those matches are fun and I enjoy those matches. I don't think that that's inherently a problem, but like wrestling psychology and those tag matches are out the window. People just but you don't the have ring to whenever say they that. Want. The announcer does not have to say I agree say with you. I, I hate, I hate when people say things like, like, I hate when the announcers are intentionally trying to to go out of their way. It happened at SCW this weekend where one of the announcers, like the whole gimmick was I was in the casket. He was nailing the casket shut and then he was nailing the casket shut. And that was my time to use the little fucking hat latch hat uh, door in the back of the casket to get out. And the announcer was like, why are you nailing the casket shut? He's already in there. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm, I'm like wiggling out of the casket. Like, shut the fuck up, dude. You don't even know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Okay, well, that should that be better communicated me- too. That, I mean, that, that's also a like everybody needs to be on board with what's happening. Like that-, that, that leads me to the Jerry Lawler thing. During the Kabuki Warriors match, he literally said, "Oh, or no, sorry, it was Kyrie Sane versus Becky Lynch. So it was a solo match, and Oscar's on the outside." Which, by the way, that match was dope. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. That that's a runner up for match of the week. Hey, but- you know what? Also, I wanted to say this: it was a short match, but it was really fucking good. It was Andrade versus Sin Carter. Yeah, and I did you did did, did you guys look into who his uh, valet is? Catalina. Uh, no, she's from she's from uh, she's like a talent from Chile that WWE signed. She's nineteen. Holy shit! Wow. She's nineteen years old, and she just got to the performance center in August, and she's already there. <laughs> oh, good for her. That's cool. That's it really said cool. it said she arrived in August, and she's on fucking Raw, and she's nineteen years old. That. I, I can't wait to see what that. She clearly can do some shit because they don't just put people up there for no. Like, I mean, I, it is WWE. I guess they could say, "Oh, you wear a mask, stand there, or whatever." But I don't know. Like, it'll be interesting to see. It, it seems like they're actually uh, letting this feud play out, which is good for Andrade, you know, instead of just trying to. Th- anyway, so the one thing I wanted to talk about was so <laughs> the last thing about the announcing. Jerry Lawler says. Watch out for that girl on the outside. Oh no! Oh, that's not great. That's not great. I didn't miss. Clearly I got that. yelled at, and later on yeah. in the, in the match says, "Yeah, Oscar's out there. I told you you have to look out for her." Yeah, so I, so I, somebody I was like, "What the fuck? Her name is Oscar." Right? Yeah. You know, it's, been a, it, like, it's been a struggle. Look out for that girl on say, the outside. I, I will say. I will say this though: Jerry Lawler still had the line of the night though on Raw. Yeah, when there, there was something. What was it? When he said, "When he said he's been married so many times, he has rice marks on his face." Oh God! <laughs> that is good. I forgot. That's one of the greatest. That that's really one of the good. greatest lines I've ever but, heard. But he also had like five really bad ones. Where like, I think Vince McMahon has Vic Joseph literally just like burying him every time he says something stupid. He's like. What the hell are you talking about, King? <laughs> the, the one I'll never forget is from a few weeks ago. Um, whose name was it that he turned into a pun, but it was like a really big stretch? I don't know. Oh, I god damn it. Why can't I remember this? I think we talked about it on the show. He, he said, um, I don't know. It was like some something that sounds kind of like a thing, and he like said the joke, and he's like, King, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. <laughs> 
there was a couple of those last night too. It's like that's not going to last long. And that other that other guy, he's developed. What's what's the other guy's Dio name? Dio Madden. The guy that we obviously have known forever because yep. he was on 205 oh, yeah, Live for two for weeks. Right, for two weeks. A half of an episode. Exactly right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, the Raw announcing is not blowing me away right now. Uh, no, I, they haven't been great. But I think the word is it's not long-term either. All yeah, right. Well, wh- why is Renee Young not on there? I, I, well, because they want her focusing on the, the Fox show. I mean, like, that's... Oh, yeah. oh can we... Can we? Has anybody Quickly. watched that? I have not. I have not. It's, it's good. Okay. I like it. All right. It, I, mean, I think... I, I think they could go a little bit lighter on the recap stuff, um, but I think that's kind of the point of it, too, is for people to watch that who aren't really watching the whole Raw and SmackDown. But there's, like, some cool, fun things they do. Um, they get, like, a sports celebrity to do a promo promo school. So I think the first week it was Adam Jones, and he did a promo against Booker T. And then they grade him, and then like Booker T gets to cut a promo on him. And then this week was they it, had a guy was it, from question, was it Lance, American Ninja Warrior or something. And right. he I have a, I have a question. Was it Lance Bass? Was that who it was? Because <laughs> that's yes. clearly he's the master of wrestling promos, promos. No doubt. Uh, uh, all right, we got you, you guys should watch that show. It's pretty good. I'll look at it at some. I'll, eventually, I'll look at it for sure. It's all fun. Right. It's it's fun. They do some fun things. All right, AJ uh, plugs. Go ahead. Uh, check me out this weekend at Primal Conflict Wrestling. Um, I will be facing Ken Dixon, a.k.a. my little brother. And I'm going to beat him within an inch of his life. Um, and I'm going to do it all with a smile on my face, like Jordan Miles. But it'll be a lot of fun. Um, it's going to be a great match. Um, like I said, no punches are going to be held in any way whatsoever. And uh, it's going to be problem. I mean, every show I go to, I try to steal a show. And I mm, do. Mm. Well said. So that's going to be my plan again. <laughs> well said. Uh, All right. On Saturday in Primal Conflict Wrestling, I certainly did it last time at Primal Conflict Wrestling. So follow me on all social media at AJ Francis four one zero. All right, that was kind of gar- at AJ Francis four one zero. If you missed it, and if you haven't listened to it yet, go like go just search Frank right now. Go to your favorite streaming platform. Oh and- yeah! Uh, by the way, free agent, no big deal. Four hundred thousand streams in the first three weeks. That ain't no bad. Deal. That ain't bad. All right, uh, Brandon. Okay, so uh, Starcast is this weekend or not? Ne- sorry, next, next weekend. weekend. Um. The 8th and 9th at Ramshead Live. Yes, it is during the daytime on Friday. So plan accordingly. You don't want to miss a bunch of the stuff on Friday um, because you have to sit at your job that you hate. So take a take a vacay day. Take a sick day. You all have Come day. out. What would you say? Half day. You just take a half day on Friday and come on out. Yeah, take a half day. Although the, the stuff does start pretty early. Um, come on out. Uh, there's lots of meet and greets. Go to, uh, I think the best place to go is StarCast. That's with two R's starcast.com they have the, the whole schedule up there's some things happening at jimmy's i believe there's a tony shivani birthday party on thursday and there's a brunch on sunday and then between that we've got all the panels and meet and greets on friday um most of which are like aew guys and some of the panels have some of the legends and then saturday is most of the legend meet and greets and some other panels some really awesome stuff and then there's an after party after full gear so you can come back to ram's head after full gear at the arena and um, and I believe eleven thirty to one thirty, and 
uh, a lot of the talent's supposed to be there. There's a DJ. Uh, if you listen to the show last week, you heard Conrad say that Joey Janela was breaking motherfuckers through tables at the after party uh, last time. So uh, we're preparing for that now. Love it. Love it. Love it. Can't wait for that. It's going to be awesome. In fact, we, we had a conference call today, and one of the StarCast... Um, one of their employees was like, hey, uh, if you got any shit you want to get rid of and you want ha, to, to break it, just put it like beside the stage and we'll take care of it. And I said, well, can I put like some of my staff over there? Because yeah, right. Give them the old. Yeah, that'd be amazing. Our All stuff right. is good, but I got some people I might want to. Yeah, I hear you. Ramsheadlive.com for everything coming up. And it's at Brandon Linton on Twitter, correct? That's right. Awesome. Thank you. Awesome. At Glenn Clark Radio, glennclarkradio.com. Thanks again to Arn Anderson. Thanks to Ken Dixon. For uh, Brandon, for Aaron, and for the main event, 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 Yeah, I thought so. I'm Glenn. Cl- that's AJ Francis. I'm Glenn Clark. This is Ben jobbing out. Jump Fingers crossed.